Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Jazz Nation community. And this week we have Mr. Nagraj Prakasan on the show. Mr. Nagraj is an entrepreneur, a businessman, an angel investor with 28 years of experience in the startup ecosystem. Mr. Nagraj's personal mantra is startups should focus on India's strength, which is people, problems, and technology. So most of Mr. Nagraj's uh, startups are based on agriculture technology, waste management, uh, working with handloom workers, social change, and businesses like that. Uh, Mr. Nagraj has been featured on Forbes magazine as a social investor engineering for social change. So yeah, without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Nagraj to the show. So, yeah. uh, uh, can you share some experience of how you started out your entrepreneurial journey? How did it start out? What were those days like and everything? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I was in a typical uh, middle class where you just study, study, and you have to uh, utilize that as an opportunity to do something. So. Yeah. I did my engineering and then um, I did my master's in the US, yeah. uh, did business. And um, there is always uh, the place that I work with, right? Mm. Uh, uh, it, it's kind of, I never kind of looked at it as a nine to five kind of, right? You always yeah. uh, use that as an opportunity to learn, right? Mm. My first yeah. job, um, I pretty much, uh, you know, sleep at the office only because we just keep the paste and the brush <clears throat> and there is a lot of learning opportunity, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so if you just uh, restrict yourself that I will be only this and you are restricting your learning opportunity, right? I always mm. tell that the job description, the page mm. has a lot of white space. Yeah. The entire white space is up to you to fill it up, right? Mm. Because mm. the job description can tell you only a few things. I think that's what I've been uh, using in throughout my career, mm-hmm. and it did uh, did uh, work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So my job in the U.S. and we've gone through uh, the '97 Asian crisis, and mm-hmm. we have seen the dot com and the bust in 2000. Yeah. Uh, so I think the learning in the 2000 after the dot com bust, uh, see in our organization uh, we have an opportunity either or take a pay cut. Yeah. or we just you know close the company so we all took a pay cut and we worked yeah. really hard on uh, how do we leverage the internet yeah. so when things came out of it and we have a fantastic product mm-hmm. that worked on uh, internet very well right yeah. so this is where uh, what i see is that intrapreneurial culture mm-hmm. so when the internet was on mm-hmm. it took for me that few weekends to just look at how we can make our product work in the internet right Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what I call as an intrapreneurial culture and uh, this organization I joined as a system engineer yeah. Yeah. and uh, when we sold our company it was, I was a president right okay. so 2008 uh, uh, what was that company about what was the, uh, if you don't I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah, we were making uh, ERP software and also hmm. CRM products right okay uh, so 2006 
I came back to India to mm. set up our India operation. Okay. So the idea was just to you know uh, do develop and leverage the Bangalore talent. Mm. But I saw an opportunity that India has a market yeah. that is doing amazing, right? So I've launched our product. Mm. Uh, within three years, uh, this product, the CRM product used mm. for BFSI, yeah. we were able to get the third uh, in our market, right? Mm. After US mm. and Europe, India mm. have become a third market for our products. So this okay. is what I always enjoy uh, being an intrapreneur. So in what's all that? Ways, what does that mean? Make, what does that mean, intrapreneur? So intrapreneur means that uh, you know uh, wherever you are, even you, you are inside an organization, mm. you think as if it's your your own company, and you start mm. coming up with ideas, and nothing should stop you. You just keep going yeah. about what you want to achieve, right? Mm. I think that's mm. what worked for me, and. Uh, you know, the uh, when I was 35, I was sent to India to head India operation, right? Hmm. Um, so I retired at 40. Okay. So because that helped, uh, what helped me is about always looking beyond what your job description is, right? Of course. Nobody can you know, try to put me in a box, right? So hmm. if this is what you are, if somebody believes that's your box hmm. and you have no opportunity to come out of the box, right? That's what I mm-hmm. always tell is about wherever you are, you are doing a, your own business, mm-hmm. your own entrepreneurial journey, or you are inside a corporate yeah. and uh, think like you are an entrepreneur. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I ran uh, uh, my, uh, this region, so I was, uh, I came to run India, but I ended up managing the South and Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. usually for uh, organization, you have uh, Singapore reporting into India. Okay. But I made the other way around. I said, I'm not moving and we're going to be in India. So mm-hmm. we have around 12 countries reporting into India. Yeah. If you have not thought through an intrapreneurial journey and you'll be, you know, head down doing uh, things which is mentioned in a job description, but when you go beyond, uh, exactly. you can achieve a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when we sold our company, I was a president and then I said, I'm done. Mm. with uh, you know whatever i want to do i want to pursue something a bit crazy right yeah uh, so in 99 when i was in the us uh, we were all young and uh, we were studying we didn't have much money mm. so i was exposed to this uh, organization called association for india's development mm. so this AIG, was back in us uh, yes okay right so it was started by uh, you know indians in the us Mm. And I'm sure uh, you heard about this movie Swadesh. Yeah, yeah. Swadesh mm. is about, about us, right? So the mm. Shahrukhan plays our founder role. So, and we used to sell Coke and hot dogs in uh, baseball games in the US and oh, yeah. money. Yeah. We, send, <laughs> we send the money to uh, NGOs in India, right? Mm. So that gave me an exposure to the real life. Otherwise, as a middle class, you just want to settle in life, right? You study, exactly. you just get a job, and then uh, it's your family and your all stuff. Mm. But ni- 99 gave me an amazing exposure to uh, the India's real problem, right? Mm. Uh, and that is what uh, made a, a deeper impact. So, and I was uh, president for the US, uh, San Diego, and Atlanta chapters. So when I came back to India, I took up a lot of responsibilities for our company. So when 2006, when the company, uh, sorry, when 2012, when the company was sold, I said, I'm done. 
I want to mm. go back to my eight days and I want to do something completely uh, socially relevant uh, things. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's when I've started uh, looking at uh, what my friends have done. Mm-hmm. I think many have, uh, you know, aid volunteers. Uh, they were in NGOs. They are active uh, in, uh, you know, uh, activism. As yeah. I went into politics as well, mm-hmm. yeah. because they really care uh, for the country. But I realized <clears throat> that when we were um, running our company, we took the company to four hundred million dollars, right? It's all our own ability to achieve things. Yeah. But when we were supporting NGOs through AID, you know, one year we will raise a million dollars hmm. and we can support a lot of NGOs. But the hmm. next year it may be a little less. So hmm. that's when uh, 2012, I started uh, thinking about how do we marry the heart of a nonprofit hmm. and the efficiency of a corporate. Hmm. So hmm. I came hmm. up with this thought around social business. Yeah. So I thought I figured out something interesting. Then I realized Jacqueline Novagrits, uh, who started Acumen, hmm. this impact fund uh, many years back, she started with a similar idea. Hmm. So 2012, I, I, I got retired and I said, I want to do something interesting because if you see that uh, the, the life of people, you are on a running all the time. Hmm. And when you become 60, 65, then you realize that, oh, okay, I don't, I don't want to run anymore. I'll stop here. And then you want to give back. You'll go philosophical and all that stuff. Yeah. So I realized that why it has to be that circle that when you are relatively young, can we just say that I'm done and then mm. do at it, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where I think the 2012, when the company was sold, that was an interesting addition. I took, mm. I'm, I really love it. Yeah. Because it's going to be uh, 10 years of my retirement and I mm. have full fund in supporting 23 startups and in, mm. you know, uh, helping them mentoring thousands and thousands of startups mm. in mm. NSRCL. The picture you see, I, I, you might have seen that. That's my office at uh, IAM Bangalore, right? Okay. okay. So 20, 2012, that, that's, yeah, that's a virtual background. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where I sit. So... <laughs> 2012, and I realized that about the social business, yeah. and I become partner at uh, Acumen, started traveling to see the Acumen war. Mm. Acumen took the concept of bringing uh, the heart of a nonprofit and the efficiency of the corporate together. They've uh, invested in many organizations. The best one is the Aravind High Hospital in Madurai. Yeah. So I actually, I'm, I am from Madurai, but I'm really ashamed that uh, through acumen only i know how unique uh, arvind eye hospital is it's a mm. harvard case study so that's what mm. we are you know we when uh, you know when you are on your path do something we definitely don't look around and be sensitive about your surroundings and things like that so this is what a great opportunity that how acumen did social business investments mm. very well so uh, we are part of our angel network. We used to invest in startups coming mm-hmm. from IT background. We used to invest in only IT. So 2012, after my exposure with Acumen, I said to my friends, uh, we should start doing angel investing in uh, social business. Mm-hmm. So we started focusing around investing in social business. What all does the social business include? Uh, like, uh, uh... Yeah. So like for what I'm wearing, it's it's a handloom, right? And mm. uh, this is from a handloom a cooperative society in Kanur, Kerala. Right? Yeah, yeah. And this is a natural dye. 
and mm. there is no chemicals utilized this is hand woven mm. and so this is uh, like this we have 30 million weavers in the country yeah mm. and uh, next to agriculture the highest employment is in textiles today but okay. these weavers are uh, leaving their profession their children don't, doesn't want to come into the profession because mm. uh, hardly anybody wear hand looms these days right exactly so yeah. we all wanting to wait like 70% discount diwali sale you buy it one t-shirt <laughs> and you have you know three t-shirts free yeah. but in hand loom it's handmade right so the exactly. production capability is very less that mean that it is a hand craft product mm. so this is a problem statement right here is a mm. product which is handmade and there are mm. a lot of people working on it but how do we make an impact in this weaver's life because the product is it, is it better made, than the regular product that we uh, manufacture in factories is it better yeah so this is what we yeah so that's what uh, gokoop uh, you know shiva started gokoop and mm-hmm. it's a good example of social business mm-hmm. where i've invested and i sit in the board and mm-hmm. helping to grow this company so what uh, gokoop we do is about we don't want this em- sympathy and mm-hmm. that others a poor weaver you buy your handloom right mm-hmm. diwali time mm-hmm. you will see the kali will put a 70% discount mm-hmm. and then put a gandhi picture and then you go buy and yeah. even very few tasks right mm-hmm. so this is what we want to change the narrative so we said mm-hmm. this is sustainable fashion mm-hmm. so by making this product you know i am saving carbon mm-hmm. and no energy is utilized in making this product so hand woven right yeah and this is a indigo uh, the natural dye uh, no chemicals Mm. so the social business has a characteristics not only profit mm. it will have a people and planet element as well it is about mm. being light on the planet it is about helping the poor like the weavers in this case yeah. so we ensure that these weavers are able to sell directly to the customers so when they sell directly to the customer and there is a better market potential they are able to get the feedback from the customer as well right otherwise mm. a middleman can buy this product say 100 rupees and he will sell it like 300 400 rupees exactly and he never got a feedback what the customer wants we said yeah. we want to connect the weaver with the customer so that so if you look at this is indigo it's a very very traditional color of india mm. but it is also a denim color so the youth yeah. love the denim so mm. how do we position that okay your indigo is your denim color so we can attract the youth so mm. like this we change the narrative tell the story that there is no energy utilized the amount of hand movement leg movement she did she would mm. climb the mount everest making a sari for you mm. so that's an effort it counts that's a carbon yeah. saving it is counting right mm. so today mm. gokoop support uh, you know hundreds of cooperatives in the country yeah and they are able to sell directly to the customers and we have this brand called go swadeshi so cargo swadeshi yeah mm. today we talk about go local and all that but 6 years back shiva started go swadeshi movement and bringing more people to buy handlooms and not because of out of sympathy it's out mm. of sustainable fashion exactly. so wearing a sustainable fashion and um, you know we i always have my uh, shorts written with the hashtag i love handlooms so and you have something that. written over here ms vagad is that yeah, your that's name, my name? Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that's what so one I of the nsr sells startup takes yeah. care of uh, the fabric from gokoop yeah. and uh, he gives to my tailor get it done and they'll put a monogram right yeah. and you'll see in my back there's a hashtag i love handlooms 
so because people should know that the importance of wearing a sustainable fashion so that's a good example of a social business that uh, i've started support supporting right like that we have now uh, quite a few startups in this space uh, i've started enjoying about making a huge impact because mm. six years back we said go swadeshi but now the prime minister is saying go local right local for so local we are way ahead you know <laughs> of uh, how people are talking about yeah similarly if you look at the the narrative should be changed right elon yeah. musk everybody talks about elon musk sold 1 billion dollar of carbon credit to fiat mm. and we have 30 million weavers to count the carbon Hmm. and every weaver is you know as uh, you know uh, rich right if not i'm sorry i did not get it can you can you please can you please send me again like so elon like musk for example so, hmm. yeah so this like electric vehicle right uh, hmm. tesla is an electric vehicle yes. so that means that you're not using fossil fuels exactly yeah to run so to run 1 km of electric vehicle hmm. compared to a 1 km of fossil fuel vehicle hmm. how about hmm. car much emission exactly yeah right so electric vehicles mm. saving this carbon mm. and you can count to that carbon savings mm. Mm. exactly you have that savings big amount and you can sell these carbon credits mm. like so for, for example fiat gm they are all fossil fuel vehicles they have to mm. follow the european emission standards yeah and if they are not able to follow that they can buy the carbon credit with someone who has done it mm So Elon Musk sold one billion dollar worth of carbon credit to GM and Fiat, and look at thirty million viewers we have in India. How much carbon we have, right? Uh, yeah. So this is this that's is a, that's like a crazy about, concept. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. Absolutely, yeah. So this is what uh, really I really enjoy about look at these problems and completely look at the solution in a holistic manner. not with the out of sympathy not out of something but there is some uh, you know amazing uh, point a uh, dna mm. inside any each one of this so how mm. do we bring that out right yeah so today goko up uh, you know shiva sits in the un board on mm. tech for good tech for uh, good and yeah. along with narayana murthy telling un about sustainable fashion so this is what the the uh, you know the traditional knowledge the the people who have amazing uh, information but unfortunately we we call them as a old economy right mm, yeah so this is what i now do is about uh, help uh, build the social businesses identify entrepreneurs who are finding these kind of uh, problems and solution then just work with them right to ensure yeah. we are able to achieve this you know this i'm um, really proud of another initiative we have done uh, around the circular economy four of my startups working together yeah and uh, amazing concept where uh, i am bangalore where i sit uh, it's a virtual background i'm at home mm. right now yeah, yeah, so yeah i am bangalore is managed the waste is managed by sahas mm. so sahas the idea is about waste india makes 160000 ton of waste every day and many of them end up in landfill and she wanted to change that scenario so she comes to iim and she makes iim a zero waste campus so that means that almost 95% of what produced in iim is recycled so she she segregates every waste but what is the business concept she doesn't pay the customer 
So today, waste management means that people say, I have an app. You tell me you have your newspaper. I'll come and collect you. I'll give you some you know, points. You can get your phone charged. Mm. So that's the model. But she completely changed the thought process. She says that if somebody is buying your old newspaper, then it's not a waste. Right? Yeah. If somebody give you a value to something, then it's not a waste. Mm. As a person, next time, will you buy my soiled sanitary napkin? Mm. Will you buy my, you know, sambar bag with mm. half idli in it? Would you buy this, right? So these are all zero value waste that nobody wants to buy. So this is where the whole industry is skewed, that everybody wants things which has a value. And mm. she says that the non-value item is what contaminating the water body. A cow see and you know sambar a bag with half idli in it, mm. and she tried to eat it, but it's a plastic, so she yeah. thinks the plastic that she dies. So she said this is a problem, but mm. that for the problem should be solved, the customer should pay me money, not the mm. other way around. Yeah. So she changed. That is a, that is the beauty of social entrepreneurs. I see, is that they solve the problem holistically, right? They go to the root cause of the problem. Hmm. It is not on the surface. Yeah. So go to the root cause of the problem, and you solve a tough problem. It's easy. It's uh, it's it is tough to for you to solve it. It's tough for a thousand other people to copy. So that hmm. is why you know there's many of these copycat startups. They hmm. just solve a problem on the surface. There are hundred people will copy it, become a trending. But if you look at it in social entrepreneurs, you we hardly have you know competition. Sahas have hardly any competition. In the country, right? Because she has a guts to go and tell the customer that you pay me money to manage your mm. waste. So that nobody has a guts to go and tell the customer. They all want to please the customer, saying that I will pay money. So now the sawhorse has this wet waste, they segregate, they dry waste, tetra pack, the juice packets that you drink. Now yeah. uh, we, we work with the recyclers and we make a roof out of it. So there is a school in Anantapur, entire roofing is done with the recycled tetra pack. Yeah. Okay. And she employs 200 blue collar workers. They're all rack pickers, you know, uh, you know, digging out the waste. Now they have a dignified job and they mm. get a minimum wages, which is as per the Karnataka rule, right? Which is 20,000 bucks per person. Okay. So this startup has arranged like if, uh, there's going to be a pickup from every home and then they collect it from there and put it in so, place. Yes. So she works with B2B, right? B2C yeah. is uh, it's a tender process. It's a mafia. Yeah. Right. So B2B, uh, which is in Bangalore makes around 4,500 ton, 1,400 ton is about B2B. Hmm. So hmm. she goes to B2B like campuses like IAM, we have a state bank, we have uh, some other IT park and hmm. we'll make them completely zero waste campus. So Sahas today does 100 ton every day. Yeah. So this is the beauty of, you know, when you solve this problem now, we segregate each waste and work with the producer and how to recycle it. So we got Tetra Pak recycle. Now we are looking at uh, recycling the uh, chickets now, right? So now the recycling waste waste. Recycling The chip pack, you the chips and okay, chocolate wrappers. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So those mm. are all now not recycled today. So mm. we he she's looking. Your phone's at. in flight mode, so I can't help you with that at the moment. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So now with the wet waste, right? So we can create a biogas. Mm. So that's where my second startup comes, like Carbon Masters. 
carbon my biogas is a 100 year old technology right and mm. it's 80% of the biogas plants in india are flop because uh, 50 years back we launched gober gas in the country right? yeah. my grandfather used to have it so people mm. thought that it will solve india's energy problem it did not why so we got greedy right we put all the junk in it we thought it will create gas but it killed the bacteria so mm. soam spent two years analyzing in bangalore dotpalapur there's a poultry farm the farmer are just blaring the gas because there's no use for gas he was mm. interested in the fertilizer he spent two years with them analyze where is the problem mm. and we analyze everything going inside the ph value of it then he found out that it has to be very very particular what is going in mm. and the second is about the output has inefficiency right it has carbon dioxide it has the moisture it has h2s So when mm. you remove everything, the equivalent, the gas is better than LPG. And he mm. took an explosive license, put the gas in the cylinder. He is India's first branded bio CNG cylinders, right? Yeah. And a hundred-year-old technology. It's it's a it's considered as a flop in the country. This one entrepreneur revived it, right? Today, bio CNG is talked about in the budget. Why? India produces one lakh sixty thousand ton of waste. Fifty percent is wet waste, and forty ton of wet waste you can create one ton of LPG. That means that much less import of yeah. crude oil from outside. So now that's why government is interested, and uh, we we have a plant running in Indore, where the you know it was launched by the prime minister. Where they saw it, twenty four hours the entire Monday waste is cut convert into bio CNG. there mm. we pump the buses with uh, carbon light gases right okay. so we have now few parts running that's, that's in really bangalore cool. yeah in bangalore all our trucks run on our own gas right so this is about carbon neutral so now the waste carbon uh, sagas collects and it goes to carbon master he creates organic fertilizer and mm. the bio cng which can run vehicles or it can use it for cooking Mm. So now both of them are invited by China few years back to tell about how they are solving waste management problem in India. Vilma was invited by UN. Uh, she went to US telling New York how mm. she is able to create zero waste campuses. So this is what my interest is about social business, which is playing on India's strength. What I call it as India's strength is problems. Yeah, yeah thousands yeah. of problems. Mm. Identify a problem. bring technology hmm. technology doesn't mean the app right here the technology is about biogas what is the chemistry in it why it did not work in the country he fixed it right hmm. and if every indian pays your rupee you have a billion dollar and a billion rupee company right so that's my thought around uh, encouraging startups looking at uh, the social businesses right sustainable Now, sustainable to, business like what we used to learn in school sustainable right yeah yeah, yeah 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 and and you hardly have any competition Now, today you know carbon master mm. bio cng is viable now last month rbi announced bio cng plant investments in a priority lending a technology which is considered as a flop this one entrepreneur now is helping the government right so this is a debility of social business now the organic fertilizer i have an investment in organic uh, farm and a store in bangalore called lumier organic so yeah. this organic fertilizer also goes to our farm in the lumier farm 
and i all i have a joking the other day that the uh, the lunch waste i eat in iam mm. the food waste i throw out in iam mm. goes to sahas from sahas it go to carbon masters from mm. there it go to lumier mm. and then from lumier it comes to my home as a papaya <laughs> so this is this is the circular economy thought yeah. i was telling right mm. how these three entrepreneurs are looking deeper the problems and bringing the entrepreneurial thought process in solving so that's what i you know uh, propagate i want to encourage all our startups that mm. start looking at problem problems are around you you don't have to sit in one search engine look for it mm. you need to be sensitive enough to see a problem around you but what problem. just just a second mr nagraj i'll just put in the charger i guess it might just go out of band yeah sorted sorry about that Yeah. This caricature looks very nice, Mister Nagraj. I've seen it on your website, on your pages as well. Ah, uh, yeah. This is one artist in Madurai did it. Yeah. Your video, I guess it's. Yeah, I just get a water and then come back. Yeah, sure. so this is about that circular economy right what uh, you know excites me today and uh, i would like to encourage more and more startups looking around this and uh, there is another um, startup uh, we have in kerala where uh, pradeep uh, typical it engineer working for an it company mm. and with uh, kerala with 30 plus rivers and with all the natural beauty saw that they are buying vegetable from tamil nadu Mm. so the more educated you are and agriculture is not your first choice so mm. this you know the number one uh, literate state in the country mm. doesn't want to do agriculture exactly so this is what he did he went yeah he went back to his uh, village mm. and identified 30 plus age people and told them that you grow vegetables and i will do uh, safe to eat vegetables and then you just grow exactly what i told don't grow extra right so mm. that's where the problem is farmer suddenly you love your tomato price goes up right mm. and then uh, every farmer will grow tomato when the supply mm. goes up the price comes down to 1 rupee yeah so yeah. then he will stop growing tomato so this mm. so you see a price fluctuation happening mm. in the vegetables so if you look at opec right the oil producing companies mm. they will just stop the oil production when the oil price goes down going on fast because he has no idea about the forecast he just playing on gambling yeah. so he thinks that today price will be more i will grow 
so that's mm. what pradeep wanted to change he said you grow multiple crop multiple vegetables mm. and don't grow extra just grow exactly what i tell you Hmm. then every village he identify a progressive farmer and gives him a app where they input when i'm sowing what is the fertilizer i'm applying when it'll be ready for cultivation put a picture of vegetables hmm. so then in kuchin in store you walk in hmm. the crate there's a qr code you scan the qr code of tomato crate Hmm. tell you who grew this tomato oh crazy that's so cool exactly right yeah. so that's what we say that our tomato speaks yeah yeah so he'll tell you which farmer did it what fertilizer is applied and now we are also having that uh, identifying between 250 kilometers we want to bring the vegetables right and so there is no price i'm sorry i'm sorry like is there price no price be, that... yeah 50% 50% more than the market okay because we tell them that this is safe to eat vegetables and here mm. is a proof mm. so that is where we are able to have these farmers saying that here is the fixed price don't worry about market price mm. here is a fixed price for you and the market price goes up i'll give you a bonus don't worry mm. but for the customer it's always more than 50% and we tell them that you know exactly where the tomato is coming mm. and here is a farmer it's just 4 hours drive you go see his farm yourself and he goes stay in his farm help him in harvesting so right? these so that, uh, these know, customers should be like uh, some young people only right uh, older like the changing now uh, that's a beauty right so mm-hmm. this pandemic uh, before the pandemic when uh, you know after our investment when pradeep goes and tell the investors about his idea so they were saying that it is you are confusing are you a consumer company or you a supply chain company Hmm. So you say that I am a consumer company, hmm. but I know my supply chain, so that I am confident what my customer eating is free of chemicals. Right? People did not understand, but the pandemic hit, entire supply chain is broken. Many big companies who claim farm to home, not able to cater to their customers, but Pradeep grew four hundred percent. Right? He was truly virap from the farmers. and zero disruption of supply the more farmers came to us to sell and interestingly more customer wanted to eat healthy products mm. right they say that one of the reason for this pandemic is that we took the nature for granted mm. now the nature is taking revenge on us so am i eating healthy am i being like to the planet so we grew 400% the same investors who could not understand his pitch today ready to write a check right because Mm. this pandemic proved the problems in the system it is no longer people can hide behind the marketing slogans that i'm farm to home hundred startups mentioned that in the last 5 years but very few are able to prove it during the crisis when a big e-commerce company in kochin called pradeep for vegetables we said no i have enough customers myself why do i need support you Exactly. You claimed you are a farm to home company, right? You go to mm. the farm because none of them go to the farmer, right? It's very tough to go to the farmer. So they all work with the middleman. Everybody buys from the farmer. Mm. How many hops? Are you the only one between the farmer and you? Mm. That defines farm to home, right? So mm. this is an example of you know how a simple problems can be looked at and. with the technology with the ability to connect with the farmer directly 
and he is able to scale 400% during this crisis exactly. so now this organic fertilizer from carbon master also we are planning to give it to this farmers okay. so now and you can see this how yeah i'm sorry you were saying something now you see how these four startups hmm. sahas collects the waste carbon master convert bio cng in organic fertilizer lumira organic uses the fertilizer growing organic vegetables Mm. Farmers zone taking this organic fertilizer to the his farmers so that they can grow safely eat vegetables. I want to ask you something uh, really, which I have been thinking about, sir. So uh, as I told you before, like I have been into music like since since childhood, and uh, yeah, so I used to like do uh, work as an artist before perform and then organize events and that sort of stuff. But later I realized that uh, during the pandemic and pre-pandemic also. there are like lot of students in like tier 2 tier 3 cities of india who really want to be musicians but they don't they uh, they have like a really big gap like in cities we have institutes we have people who you know we know people in bombay if you want to like release an album but these people in tier 2 cities like a, like a villager boy in say up doesn't know how to reach out to a guy in bombay so this is yeah. what i was thinking ki i'll be able to bridge the gap in between since i know the yeah. people there and you know not charging them much since it should not be heavy on their pocket and like something like this so i know the problem i know the solution but how sure. do you like like you said ki problems are like around us we have all the problems sure. you know so like how do we uh, generate the steps uh, like be it like agriculture or be it entertainment be it whatever so like how do you start out stepping out the processes like you have the problem and the solution now what to do next about it? i think the one is about um, see the many of our startups in india today what i call like a category startups in three categories the first is this copycats the second is what i call playing on india's strength hmm. or working with the 1 billion people the yeah. third category is a disruptive innovation we have zero in the country so hmm. all the examples so what i've told so far is in that second category hmm. playing on india's strength which is a problem and hmm. the people right hmm. and this uh, the first category is what you know uh, what people are talking quite a lot is about for everything they'll say that i'll let me put a platform hmm. i will create the people who produce something hmm. and people who consume something hmm. right so what yeah. they were uh, keep using the word uberization of everything right hmm. Hmm. so i will do a uberization of musicians i'll do a uberization of farmers i'll hmm. do uberization of x and y so if you look at in us the uber idea is different mm. in us if you have a car you can become a driver and make money exactly right so that's uber's original concept but in mm. india we cannot have a, you know if you not have yellow board you cannot collect money exactly so you cannot do uber directly so this mm. uber in india it is organize the travel industry right so earlier if you go hire a cab it was a nightmare right he will say garage to garage mm. and you say where is the garage i have no idea and driver beta right mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. this this end of the day he'll give you a big number of calculation you you'll get confused exactly so that's the problem of uber stop right mm-hmm. not is mm-hmm. the original idea uber is not working in india mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there is they found a problem which is unique to india where hiring a cab was a nightmare then you have to call your friends friends brother in law to give you a discount or better price they mm. have no idea no the transparency in the system 
exactly right so today you you don't care you know you want to go a to b here's your budget mm-hmm. everything else is taken care so like this there was a deeper problem in india got solved because of uber was clever enough to see the india's problem mm-hmm. otherwise uber is not possible in india the uber original concept is that your car you enroll you make money the company would have been not there yeah of right. course so like this we need to understand what are the intricacies in this problem that we are solving mm. and is there a inherent pain point which is deep enough why people mm. jumped on it is i have a pain the people who can afford a cab everybody has a story to tell mm. how nightmare it was to hire a cab in india exactly and you were not you were not to rickshaws you know all this bargaining negotiation yelling happened Mm. and that is been a pain a hassle that has been removed so just blindly saying that you know i will uberize x and y it's not going to help so forget about the technology for a minute what is important is about the problem and the solution mm. so there is a problem where there is a talent what mm. you mentioned mm. right the talent should be discovered so we yeah. have a discovery problem mm. but the discovery problem and there is what is the potential of market for these discovery right hmm. especially media business um, i always say that there is for one rajnikanth there are millions hmm. of rajnikanth in the slums of chennai yeah, yeah, yeah. so same with one sharukh khan there are millions of sharukh khan living in the slums of mumbai hmm. they all want to become rajnikanth and sharukh khan but that's a problem in the show business right hmm. there is this few success stories but there is lot of other people they may probably mm. be on the side exactly but the today is about this getting democratized it is no longer that okay my father is a movie actor i will get a job right mm. my uncle is in music industry i will so it is it is becoming talent oriented yeah so thanks to the technology today if you have a talent you don't have to wait for anybody you can just sing a song put it on some social media mm. be really mm. good mm. and will it become a viral right this collaboration mm. in that song even those guys have no idea how they did it because mm. there is no collaboration version 2 mm. right? yeah so if they they figured out what was this secret sauce today they would have done collaboration version 10 <laughs> they started, right? there is only one collaboration after that nothing happened right of course yeah so so this is where that people need to identify in the creative business is that today the 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 talent showcase is becoming democratized mm. if you have a nice talent whatever that is you can put it any social media mm. so that's what i would you know encourage is that you create these discovery easier mm. and let him have technologies so that it's for easy for him to create a very nice recording of whatever he is and he is able to perform put it out push it out let people be the judge right today look at you know uh, the, the, the there's a women singing in the wayside get recognized mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. overnight thing changes so that's the show business side of it so like this uh, now leverage the platforms today available widely available for many people help people to make this and put it into this platform help them to start identifying their own inner talent so they they need not mimic i'm sure each one of them in a show business they all have their unique 
things that they yeah. are popular for, right? Mm. So that's the beauty in creative business that each one has a unique talent. You should probably figure out a way to help them to identify what that is. If I'm a good singer, but what is in my voice mm. that is mesmerizing. So you could yeah. probably look at technologies, look at uh, skilled people to analyze these person's voice, give them inputs that, okay, yours is X and Y, you know, you can, this, uh, you know, kind of songs, it's good for you. This mm. kind of things, you can manage your songs. So you increase his ability to succeed in life. Yeah. Go deeper on this one. And then a person touched by you putting out a song mm. and it's going to be pretty unique. It's going to be, be picked up by the thing, right? So mm. that's now mm. technology is coming towards the last. Yeah. Right? The first is about where is this problem in this industry? Mm. And then how do we go deeper on that particular point? and mm. then analyze and then bring the technology towards the end. So this is just an example of, you know, what the question you asked. Around exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like this, you know, every problem mm. need to be, you know, thought through deep enough and mm. spend time today, like uh, startups want to launch today and they want to be featured in this first page of a newspaper tomorrow and the next day they want to raise million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't work that way, right? Everyone who are successful today, there is nothing like an overnight success hmm. at all. There's a lot of effort went in by the time you see their success. So hmm. like this, you know, so the hundred year old technology worked for two years. Saga has hmm. worked on for five, six, 10 years on the problem, then came up with a solution and it was so amazing, right? Hmm. Everyone who are working on this to get a fantastic solution, you need to put a lot of effort yeah. going deeper not looking at uh, uh, overnight success, right? Exactly. The example for that I'll give is a Unifor. Unifor mm. is a speech recognition engine. Mm. So it's, uh, there are just bunch of engineers, Umesh and um, Ravi Sarayogi from Delhi. Yeah. And uh, so they picked up this problem that in, in India, only 250 million speaks English. Mm. So 1 billion do not speak English. Mm. So they were wondering about how to bring them into digital revolution. India mm. has 675 languages. Yeah. And many languages doesn't even have a script, but they are living for thousands of years because through voice, right? Mm. So they mm. realized that voice plays a major role in languages. They went to IIT Chennai, mm. they convinced a the professor, they developed a technology that can understand 14 Indian languages mm. and 100 dialects. Right. Mm. So your voice is your password because like your iris and fingerprint, mm. every one of us have a unique voice. Yeah. And that's your password. So they developed a technology for microfinance companies to issue money with a voice. Right? A tribal yeah. person, Gujarat, while filling the form, she will tell her name that mm. it records it. When we release the money, the system will ask her to tell a phrase. She will tell the phrase, she'll match her voice. Money is released. It's no longer. Good <laughs> yeah, right. So same speech recognition and all that stuff. But look at the use case, right? Forty lakh farmer every day received weather forecast in Tamil. Convert English into Tamil. When the hmm. farmer asks a question, it does audio mining in, in Tamil. So when I met him, he was five-year-old startup, hmm. and uh, twenty-five investor told him that it's not going to work. 
but he never gave up that's what i tell mm. all the entrepreneur that if your problem statement is valid mm. and your solution is original never mm. give up if ola is copying uber uber sells idli ola need to sell idli mm. there is nothing no connection between cab and idli mm. i copied him he's doing that i need to do that as well right mm. but if it, your problem is original and solution is uh, problem is valid solution is original never give up never pivot so how would you like uh, describe the situation of ola and uber because they almost have the same business model they are solving the same problems only yes yeah so and both of them are successful i guess uber is not so much but ola is more in india right because they are able to understand the indian uh, intricacies right mm. that they introduce the otp first mm. because they didn't trust the driver he will start the ride without the passenger yeah 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 so they then they brought the otp system that the customer has to give a otp for him to start mm. so mm. they are able to understand the model of it but again the first category startups hmm. they are all targeting the 20 million who have proper internet access hmm. right they are ignoring hmm. the billion that's where yes. the market is right the first category startups e-commerce and the share economy the booking delivery all using internet still it's very tiny portion of india hmm. the major portion is the below the 1 billion but they have the most spending capacity also no sir yeah ah so but that is where the 2 million let's talk about the spending capacity right mm. so i tell people about uh, let's understand the gdp of india right mm. so india gdp is almost 2.8 trillion 3 trillion keep it right 3 yeah. trillion dollars mm. and uh, per capita income in india is 2000 dollars that means that if you make more than 1 and 1/2 lakhs a year mm. in this country you are rich so good mm-hmm. or bad it's really pathetic right yeah yeah 1 and 1/2 yeah. year is our per capita income this mm. is including ambani right <laughs> you move all the billionaires what will become a per capita income mm. so we are a low income country bangladesh mm. will become middle income country ahead of us china we always compare china is a 12 trillion dollar economy we are a 3 mm. china is four times bigger than us yeah wall street journal predicts in 2015 It's going to take seventy-three years for us to catch China, right? With the current rate of growth, but mm. per capita income today two thousand dollars. Twenty years back, it was six hundred dollars, right? We mm. tripled in two decades. Yeah, right. Mm. It is possible, but we need to have a different thought process because China's per capita income is seven thousand seven hundred dollars, upper middle income. Yeah. Then people say that wow, we are 1.3 billion people, 250 million have internet access. They can speak English. They have mm. spending capacity. The mm. 250 million looks like a U.S. population. Mm. Right? U.S. population 200 million. Mm. U.S. GDP is 20 trillion dollars. Yeah. 200 million makes almost seven times bigger than 1.3 billion. Right. So we are not mm. U.S. Yeah. We are not China. We are not even India. We are Bharat. So mm. this is where the potential is. But if you're an Indian startup, this is where you have to do that, right? The first category get a lot of attention because Uber worked in US, mm. which is copy in India, mm. right? Alibaba worked in US, I mean China, mm. and you copy that in India, Flipkart. Mm. Yeah. So look look at that. All these first category startups, there mm. was a copy model. 
So they thought what worked elsewhere will work in India. Hmm. Right? SoftBank yeah. lost 10,000 crores in investing in e-commerce companies. Hmm. Finally, hmm. they put the money in Flipkart. They made something. Right? Otherwise, they wrote off 10,000 crores investing in e-commerce companies. Yeah. 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 So I always joke that uh, Gandhi told 100 years back India lived in villages. Hmm. SoftBank spent 10,000 crores to find that out. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the this is the reality, yeah. right? So which because we have no idea about who we are as a country, right? Mm. We think that I have smartphone, everybody has smartphone in India, right? I have an internet, everyone has smartphone in, because we start looking around us. There is a traffic signal, people begging. She yeah. doesn't have a smartphone, hmm. so she's part of India as well. She's yeah. added up into the GDP, hmm. right? And you yeah. go to Bangalore, the startup capital, there is Ejipura, there's a big slum. Mm. Two million people in Bangalore sleeps in the slums. Yeah. Right? Mm. So this is also in India, which we are refused to understand. We were forgetting. That's when I'm very happy this pandemic started putting out the problems very clearly, right? Because when the US president visited, we were building walls so that he doesn't see, see our slums. Mm. Mm. But second day of the lockdown, we saw that one crore people started walking back home. Hmm. that we cannot stop it. We cannot hide it from the world, right? BBC put it out for the whole world to see that slum dwellers in India are walking back home. So now every person in the city is guilty. The person walking back is my maid, my driver, the person who built my house, the person who cleaned my house, she's walking back. So what? I'm also part of that problem, but they never realized that. There are penny pinching the same IT couple wanting 20% hike in Infosys would not give 20% hike to her maid, right? And she will get two weeks sick holidays, uh, two weeks vacation, unlimited sick holidays, but uh, her maid should come on Sunday as well, right? Because we never looked at that way. But now, and this people on the street on the second day of the lockdown, it, it made the India's problem visible. So when we see a problem, it's easy to fix, right? If you're in a denial, there is no problem. They're not able to fix. That's what I'm telling that. As a startup, you should know who we are and what is India I'm targeting. I always tell people that is India a developing country, developed country or underdeveloped? They're all the three. Mm -hmm. One side, somebody living in a billion dollar house. The other yeah. side, somebody living in a 10 by 10, right? Mm -hmm. The husband and wife, the children and their cow lives because the cow is their livelihood. They cannot let it out because mosquito problems. But there's a confused middle class in the middle. Try to figure out where do I go. Right? Yeah. So like this, as a as an entrepreneur, which group you're targeting? Unfortunately, there's quite a lot of traction uh, talk on the first category, which is a very small portion of India. Mm. That is why 85 e-commerce companies started targeting this 250 million. Mm. How many are surviving today? Right. So thanks to Walmart. Otherwise, even our best story of Flipkart also would have been trouble. We would have handed over the e-commerce keys to Amazon. Yeah. So, so uh, like if a person is starting out, say you said Ki, we should look for problems that surrounds us. And supposedly uh, I identify this problem. I also talk to like, you know, uh, there's like a flyover nearby my house where, where there are beggars and I like, you know, 
I say that yeah, there's an Audi style and a BMW, and there are people who are actually begging for ten bucks, and they come from villages and all. They don't have the home here, so there's like a big difference in, you know, just just in like the radius of one kilometer. There is so much difference in how people are living. Yes. So, so this there is the problem, and I feel uh, like at some point of time I decided I spoke to my dad also like he has like some connections in schools and also I thought yeah I'll get them in the school we'll do some education part but and we'll give them classes everything then I spoke to my friend he was already doing it and then I spoke to him about he uh, uh, you know what's your feedback are they actually learning something are they going into like higher education you know. is there something of that sort happening and he's saying no it's almost just like fun uh, you know ki we get them here we teach them we teach them how to make sentences and then it never leads to something prominent you Absolutely. know yeah, yeah so yeah it's just till 10th standard they are able to like you know make sense of what's happening in the environment but they don't go to the higher education because they don't have money or the parents don't want to put them into school so that they don't lose out on money so that they can beg and you know there are multiple factors to it so uh now that the problem has been identified and i don't have the technology to sort it out myself so like what is going to be like what do you suggest like if there is a problem that has been identified yeah so if you look at i think this one of the problem is that um, so why there are 2 million people in the slum of bangalore right who are hmm. these people yeah and uh, so they are the people lost livelihood in rural area yeah mm, yeah and uh, many of them had like 10 acre of land in their village mm. and it's not viable for them and they live in a slim slum in india Bang- uh, bangalore or mumbai and they don't any of any other skills the city exploits them right so yeah. that is why you know in bangalore an it couple would have a driver cook and a maid and a babysitter right mm, mm. and it all pay peanuts to them because mm. there's an oversupply of unskilled labor coming into the city every day Hmm. So now this uh, pandemic has created a huge opportunity that there are one crore people went back, saying that city has not helped me, which is a good news. Yeah. And when I returned from US, people used to tell me, "Why well, this is a US return?" Right. That's what I call all of them that city return. So they <laughs> went back from cities with knowledge. They hmm. built the cities. Yeah. They know what worked, what did not work, and now they can build their villages. that's a fantastic opportunity because many of my rural visits i see that villages are empty mm. right so yeah. there's a the rural livelihood program yeah i read about your bharat darshan that you do uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so there are three districts i visited and uh, there there are only elderly women and men there no youth there i have not seen a youth in every village and there's a village near my hometown in madurai this whole village is empty and this person took me to one person he's i said why you didn't migrate he said i am a postman of this village <laughs> right he got a government job everybody is migrating this is a reality while we have city flooded with people and we already have a bad infrastructure mm. so they ended up living in the slums so now, so that's where the root cause of the problem there is a root cause of the problem the rural livelihood is lost mm. so how do we improve the rural livelihood If you improve the rural livelihood, it's okay to come to the city, but when you come to the city, come to India, not Bharat. So the second day of the lockdown, I did not walk back to my hometown, Madurai. Can you elaborate a little more? You are coming to India, not Bharat. Yeah. So like, see, I'm also a migrant, right? My hometown is Madurai in Tamil Nadu. I live in Bangalore today. 
Yeah. The second day of the lockdown, I did not walk back to Madurai because I live in India. Mm. The people who went back, they were all living in Bharat of Bangalore, right? India, Bang, Bangalore has India and Bharat. Mm. People live in Bharat went back home. Mm. People in India, they were just doing workout videos and they're watching Bollywood actress cutting hair to his her husband, right? So, you know, you are just sitting idling and you are cribbing that now or sitting at home is bad. There's people, there's no place to sit home. There's no home for many people. They started walking back, right? Who are these people? They are the one living in Bharat of cities. They went back to their villages because they've lost their livelihood. They came to city with the hope that they're going to be living in India. And there are good examples of the people who made it as well, but there are many who have not made it. Because as you said, they don't have the skills. Even an engineering graduate from Madurai cannot survive in Bangalore because he doesn't know that English, mm. right? Yeah. And I've, I've tried many startups in IAM. We help, you know, every, probably every week I have these rural graduates reaching out to me that we want job. Our own startups, they are hesitant to hire them, right? Because how, how he has communication skills. Mm. This guy can decipher a 2000 year old Hindi poem, right? Hmm. But he has a communication skills problem, right? Because he doesn't know English. So this is where, you know, I, I tell them that opportunity is now good, that rural livelihood could be improved today. So that is why there are 30 million weavers. If they're able to have a better living in, in their village, why, why do they want to migrate? Hmm. Right? Exactly. Let them study, let them learn, let them be aware of it. But the choice of migration is theirs. Do I really hmm. need to leave? today? The migration has been pushed upon them for economic reason. Mm. Right? It is not the choice that I want, I've learned. I want to go study MBA in IAM. I want to migrate. I want to go go to the city. Mm. They just say that there's nothing. I'm going to die in my village because I have nothing left. So I'll go do something in the city. So this is where the challenge is. What is the root cause of the problem of city slum? This is a rural livelihood problem. So mm. if we fix the rural livelihood problem, there we also solve the other problem that we are a overpopulous country, right? We cannot put 1.3 billion people in 100 cities. Yeah. US could do it. It's a big place and very, mm. very less number of people. Exactly. Right? So yeah. I tell in IAM campus, the Banagata Road is Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell <laughs> yeah. my students and get out of the building, you know, go to Ireland. The whole street <laughs> of Banagata Road is Ireland, right? Yeah. We yeah. have 12 million people in this uh, Bangalore city, hmm. right? There are Even I've stayed in Bangalore for a couple of years. Like I, I, I went to a film school there. Absolutely, right? So yeah, this yeah. is where the, the potential is about. One is, uh, you know, this crisis opened up everybody's eyes so that can we look at the rural livelihood ideas? Yeah. And how do we decentralize model? Like, so why, so, you know, the youth have gone back probably they can learn some computer programming. They do testing for startups, right? Sitting in my village, I'm testing the software, 10,000 bucks. I live like king in my village, mm. right? Or mm. I can just set up a small unit. I'll make some parts for somebody, decentralized manufacture, right? Otherwise our villages are getting empty. Cities are becoming overcrowded. Today in Bangalore, we are spending 24,000 crores to build the Metro. Mm. Right, metro mm. is a hundred-year-old technology. Yeah, right. You are UK underground is celebrating hundred years of metro. 
they still have traffic problem mm. right yeah so we are co- copying a technology which is 100 year old and also in india we have 700 cars i mean in us there are 700 cars per 1000 people in yeah. india we have 11 cars per 1000 11 cars per yeah in bangalore it's a india average in bangalore we have 100 cars per 1000 people imagine mm. when we have 700 cars in bangalore where you report mm. the car yeah i lived in atlanta they had 14 lanes still traffic problem is there a place to put 14 lanes in bangalore any any city for that matter in india so this is not the model right so that is where we have an amazing opportunity when we look at entrepreneurs uh, the way we are looking at the problem the way we are looking at a solution it has to be disruptive because there is no solution in the world that we can copy because india's problems are very very unique and only we know about our problem so get inspired by what's happening in the world but apply in the indian context and so that we are able to solve the root cause of the problem we have to disperse like the way kerala has grown in kerala there is no village there are small towns yeah you don't see a village at all you just go from you know trivandrum to uh, you know kanur mm-hmm. so you drive through a small small towns exactly. that's a you know, fully spread out growth mm-hmm. where unlike you know any other state in the uh, any, any part of india In mm. Bangalore, you take you know you know you remove Bangalore out of Karnataka. Karnataka is Bihar, right? Mm. There is no development, and yeah. most of the migration from the north Karnataka because that's not developed. So we just focus on city, and if you remove the city Bangalore from Karnataka, there is nothing happening elsewhere. Exactly. So how do we spread out this growth across like this? For that, a small town entrepreneur sitting there could be there. or here is an opportunity for somebody migrate from bangalore go back to his village and build a business so in i am we have a one of our graduate uh, elija mm. so elija comes from manipur and he came uh, he's one uh, he, he may be the first person from his uh, village uh, to do an mba degree in i am right mm. Mm. and he was very proud and he cracked it he came and he said that i'm never going back to my village i'm going to go settle mm. in us Yeah, but when he saw that uh, startups in in a certain cell, we introduced like organic, uh, you know, startups. He was so surprised, and he said, "I'm not sitting on placement. I want to go back to my village because it it has an amazing amount of natural wealth. Why should I go to US?" Yeah. So he went back, and we told him to analyze unique uh, products in his uh, state. He identified 23 products which are wildly grown that nobody in the country knows. he just brought a wild apple it comes in the season only 20% they eat 70% not even touched so now he took the apple gave it to ihr and found out what is in it and he started creating preserving and added a candy out of it today mm. he is exporting to uk right beautiful so that's why yeah india to the world should it's the absolutely vision. right yeah. and all he did was take a cold storage have the tribals put this wild apple in the cold storage so he put 25 ton in the cold storage when i saw when i visited his village right and he was releasing after the season that itself is a big thing right so today you know he was telling me that last uh, six months of the crisis he did 30 lakhs right in sitting in his village 
where mm. many of the im graduates you know uh, one crore salary they'll just jump up and down mm. and in crisis and they many of them you know may lose job as well during this crisis but here is somebody sitting in the village made 30 lakhs profit or like turnover huh? like the like is revenue okay revenue right yeah so that's a potential in the crisis like a lockdown people are not gone back to pick up the you know fruits Mm. so that's a potential of how you can go back so you have this knowledge yeah you go take the knowledge back to your village identify the strength of your village your hometown your state mm. and identify what can you do, do with that yeah right now he's just working on he said i another plum he found local plum mm. and he is making sugar and he is giving to the nearby state so like this you know he has 23 products he identified that nobody in the country knew about right mm. so this is an opportunity that people should look at that's where uh, that's why we have uh, an ngo in madurai we said uh, we always support this 250 million who have uh, who can speak english mm. either 1 billion do not have any idea that they said no english no powerpoint so we created the ngo natively foundation madurai we tell people you pick a local problem start solving it we will fund you we will mentor you we will support so we have now four chapters two t angels in madurai to the zero yeah yeah so i was actually listening to this guy uh, mr navul ravikant if you might have heard about him the silicon okay. valley yeah so yeah. he was saying the kind of technology that we have and the planet that we are like the situation of the planet that we are on everyone has the capability of becoming rich you know it's not like if i am going to be rich you you are going to have less of money or whatever it's not like a competition so if yes. if everyone has the sort of education to, to say for 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 like technology to build apps to build robots or maybe a little knowledge of softwares and hardwares everyone has that sort of knowledge and they can right. you know build something for themselves everyone can be rich so that so that was really refreshing to actually Absolutely. listen to true true so sometimes we it it need not be education also right and it's all about your ability so this native lead our one of our investment ashok kanan he lives in uh, in, uh, in madurai now he's in tiruchi yeah. in the village mm. and he's wheelchair bound he never went to school right and his face moves hand moves nothing else moves and he is an ayurveda expert right he was selling herbals to uh, big brands so one day he was feeding the herbals to the his country chicken and he mm. saw that egg came out the yolk was orange color mm. he sent that yolk to the lab to identify what is the nutrition value in it so the guy never mm. went to school sent mm. his egg to the lab and identify mm. what is in it it came back that it's orange color because it has keratin which is there in your carrot creatin so is it creatin the the, the body yeah. bodybuilders yeah. yes it's in the carrot Okay. Oh, okay. That's so cool. <laughs> so, have your creatine in, yeah. in it because from the herbal system, mm. and he realized, and and he then he looked at the uh, UK standard for free range poultry. So one acre, thousand birds. Mm. So he said, no cages. My birds are free. He called called his company Happy Hand. A guy mm. never went to school, and he bring the Ayurveda and brought creatine into the egg. and bring the uk standards now you know royal sir london on free range poultry he created a company called happy hands 
and he came with this idea we were all surprised this guy never went to school he's talking about uk he's talking about the standard we gave him 50 lakhs he said go do this crazy thing whatever you want to do he found a co-founder in bangalore right he's yeah. marketing his product he lives in his village in the farm the same shed he built for a chicken he lives in the farm with his family mm. Mm. so today uh, you know last week he called me said uh, google is calling him i said why would google call him and uh, he applied for a humane society international has this certification mm. called the uh, humane certification it's from the us so that you are not torturing animals yeah right in a broiler chicken they won't let the chicken move so mm. that if they move they will lose the calories they want more mm. fat so yeah. so that's called torture right so this hsi is recommending this hfac certificate that anybody who is an animal that they're not torturing he applied for that certificate and he is the only indian to get it he is the second asian to get it mm. so now why google is calling because hfac told google that india he is the first guy to get my certificate because google uh, supposed to buy hfac certified uh, egg for their employees in india So and what do you think about this, sir? Like a farmer growing chickens and all, and eventually he's going to cut them. No, it doesn't matter if it's the calorie content or whatever. But he's killing animals, right? So if uh, like getting a moralistic view out of it, do you think it makes sense? Because eventually the farmer is going to kill the chicken, no? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is how it is the process, right? Are you mm. going to torture that for six months and then you torture again, or mm. you live as long as you are good? So. this happy hand the eggs what we call is a table eggs it's a non fertile eggs mm-hmm. you only uh, that's another thing right where you're growing chicken for meat or the egg yeah right so acha those are different not, things like two uh, different yeah, identities you want heavy you know yeah so and country chicken won't get heavier right mm. so that's where the focus on the egg so in this crisis he is now fortified with uh, curcumin right so natural i know immunity booster eggs so his egg is today the most expensive egg in the country one egg is 24 bucks right mm. so this is what a person never went to school yeah picked up the simple traditional growing chicken i'm sure every farmer have around 10 chicken running around in his farm mm. they were all doing it he took the same backyard poultry into a completely different farm bringing the standards of us and uk now he just works with three farmers hmm. his revenue is 3 crores that's it he said i want to work with the farmer i want to make this farmer rich bring hmm. him out of poverty i don't want to touch 10000 farmers that they not you know making out of it i hmm. touch very num- less number of people i'll make them rich and he made it is one of his farmer is this this person had a 4 acre land his son studied engineering and worked in it company in chennai Okay, and he read about Happy Hands. He quit his job, came back. Now he's growing chicken in his village, and he said, "Four acre, this beautiful farm. I left this, and I was living in this pollution of Chennai." <laughs> exactly. And he make and he he says I make more money than an IT engineer living in my village. Hmm. So, so, so you uh, this thing that you say that you uh, Naga dot farm. Uh, so you call yourself oh, yeah, right, as right, farmer. Right, right. So uh, yes. is is your family comes from the agricultural right. background? Yeah, 
what is it right i think that this this question i often get that why i call myself farmer growing startups right mm. so two a few things right one is um, i want to change the word stigma around the word farmer mm. so today if, the, if you hear the word farmer what comes to the, the poor farmer committing suicide he's he's 50% of the employment in india is farming and very less contribution to gdp you know farming is not viable we should leave that profession all negative stuff even though nobody says that okay he's the one bringing me food that comes second yeah. right and many of the children doesn't even know the farmer is doing board oh i bought that in reliance so they think reliance brought their food right <laughs> so this one stigma i want to remove that stigma around the word farm mm. and also uh, the the word farming has a very big significance in human kind the human kind was a hunter and gatherers exactly right? we used yeah. to go into the forest and kill an animal and start eating yeah and gather fruits and vegetables whatever available mm. so it is based on the luck you venture in the forest what do you get for that day you have no idea exactly. the moment human kind learned about agriculture they settled by the rivers Mm. right they put yeah. so the seed they have nurtured it they enjoyed the harvest mm. that's what many of the city civilizations are around the agriculture mm. around the rivers yeah so that mean a farming was a important breakthrough in human kind exactly yes this so happened 10000 years back absolutely that's what i want for the startups you got to be a visionary like a farmer not a hunter Mm. the first category startup is like a hunter oh us uber let me go venture into the forest let me copy see where can i do a uber on india the second category is farming yeah. problem go deeper so the seed nurture it whatever time takes you may fail but you keep on working on it get the land fertile you nurture it one day you will enjoy your harvest so that's what i want to bring this i'm a farmer growing startups mean that i want to encourage startups to be a farmer not a hunter right the other part is obviously yeah my grandfather was a farmer and i used to enjoy the fields running around the thing and mm-hmm. uh, so he sold all his land he said none of my children will be in doing farming like do he sold all the farms he said this was back in madurai yeah right and so obviously you know agriculture is the major prob- you know area which has a lot of problems as i said 50% of the employment in agriculture mm. contributing 17% to the gdp so there's a lot of potential a lot of poverty in that space so obviously many of my social businesses are around agriculture my six of my investments in agriculture related mm-hmm. so you like do you suggest it to early entrepreneurs also to look into it Uh, to go so which we are doing it absolutely so i am involved in a project uh, this uh, during this lockdown i was just putting out quite a lot of messages around the reverse migration mm. where i said this is a great news uh, don't call them reverse migrant because a guy coming from us you don't call them reverse migrant you mm. call them as a abroad return right yeah i said you should call them as a city return so i got a call from principal scientific advisor office they said that what can we do for the reverse migrants and so what we started in the last 6 month uh, from the psc office which has access to all the labs right so we have iits we have icar in the agriculture ministry and we have csir labs and we we went through all these labs we identified around 1500 technologies in agriculture 
and we brought all of that in a website called Kisan Mitra website, Thank and you. somebody built it all. Our NGO built it for us. So now what we are doing every week, and um, um, we are inviting these innovators to talk about the technologies, and we are bringing NGOs, SFPOs, and startups, saying that take this technology, go to the village, and the city return, training him on this technology so that improve the farmer's income. Right, so so there is a technology in uh, Kanpur, and they made uh, the wrapper what what you use for your apparel industry, the plastic wrapper. They made out of bamboo, and if you look at that, you'll be surprised it, it's not plastic. Mm. So there's one entrepreneur is taking that to the market, right? Yeah, yeah. And now so that now the bamboo industry, the farmers now there is additional value addition he could do. This, then it could be high end like this or simple technologies from IHR Bangalore, three mm. hours from Bangalore, it's Madanpalli. During mm. every tomato season, the, the price dropped to one rupee. You'll mm. see Madanpalli roadside all tomatoes lying around. Okay, not even worth for the farmer to bring it to the mandi. So there's a technology in IHR about how to make a simple sun-dried tomato, simple uh, tomato pulp, a uh, ketchup. Mm. So mm. now the scientists come and talk about this technology. Now, uh, startups can take the technology, go to Madanpalli farmers, say that, okay, I'm going to start this venture. Hmm. So don't throw your tomato, we'll do value addition. Okay, we'll make a ketchup out of it and sell it in the cities. It could be a pulp, it could be ketchup, or just dry the thing, you know, just make the sun-dried hmm. tomato. No technology required, just put it out. So, but the thought process, hmm. like hmm. Elijah has done, right? He did, he rented a cold storage, he put 25 ton of his wild apple in the cold storage. That's it. And figure out the distribution channel as well. No? So. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. like uh, the distribution now, the Northeast farm. So this session we do on every Saturday, I bring one farmer to talk hmm. about his challenge. Okay. And then we have five scientists presenting their innovation, startups presenting the innovations. Right. So okay. one of the farmer from Northeast said, you know, logistics is a problem. Right. Hmm. I, uh, that's true. When I visited um, Meghalaya, Assam to Meghalaya, and the border, there are 700 trucks waiting. Mm. Right? Logistics is a nightmare to come in. So he said, uh, you know, the many of the product, we don't even pick it up because if you see in the hill area, they will put their thing on the head because mm. they have to keep the hand free to hold on to climb. Right? Yeah, yeah. So mean that what can you carry in the back? It's very, very less in a steep area. Mm. So this collecting the wild apple things is very, very tough. So he said, you need a solution. There's someone said, why don't we use drone? Hmm. Right? Yeah. So now IIT Guwahati is working on a hundred kg payload drones for hmm. Northeast farmers. So now we have want to take this through some reverse migrants and he can offer the service to the people there, right? To moving this hmm. food. So yeah. like this, you know, there's a lot could come out of it, right? So that's what, uh, you know, we are doing right now. It's a huge potential about a lot of wastage happening in the space. The second is about no value addition is happening. So value add happens and the farmer is not selling the you know uh, raw material yeah. in the final product, which will require some investment, uh, somebody with the business acumen, like uh, this Amul example always we do, right? Mm. The, the Amul, the one thing, the change, the Amul's history is about Varghese figured out how to make a milk powder out of the milk. Mm. Otherwise, a perishable commodity started many years back. 
we didn't have a good chilling solution back then mm-hmm. lot of going waste spend time have our indigenously technology he found to make milk powder the change the way amul is today 33000 crore business right so like this you know we have amazing scientists come up with lot of technologies there that we need to take to the market right which so i've this, seen it in, yeah sorry 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 yeah yeah i've seen it in, uh, amazing in uh, like jharkhand i think many years back the native lead foundation was started with that jharkhand visit mm. where uh, you know i went to this place called butu mm. which is uh, naxal infested area yeah so i've been to see one of our project we've supported through satwa so this com- this organization udyogini so the mm. jharkhand is full of trees right there's three mm. major trees there and there is a sap come out of the tree it's called lac mm. people used to make bangle out of these lac okay but back then these bangles are amazing you know people buy pay this paying not a money but today nobody wants to they can buy a plastic bangles right yeah so uh, i think the people are in poverty and uh, when you are in poverty either you migrate or you mm. become to the wrong side of the law mm. so that region went to the wrong side of the law right so this udyogini what it did is 40 kilometers from there it's ranchi indian resin mm. institute this 100 mm. year old institute found a new use for the lac in the pharma industry mm. but the technology was lying there so all udyogini doers took that back to the uh, tribal so there is a new use for your lac let's not make bangles anymore that mm. so you, you make the lac and we will find another option so this institute gave them a sap is like an insect that eats the tree the sap comes out then should gave them that insect because the tribals have lost the knowledge so they put that insect into the tree then it sucks the you know sap then you collect the sap mm. the first time they put the wrong insect in the wrong tree there's a kushum palash and bear uh, trees there yeah. so the tribal threw them out and then they went back again you know put the right thing so when i visited there's one village one lady has been trained to check the commodity exchange on lac prices so all the villages give her the lac and the price is correct she will call the industry they'll come and pick it up right one point it went one one kg of lac 800 rupees the the tribal women i met she had one lac in the bank mm. 16 percent you know who was in poverty but today for her product there is a new use yeah and it was there 25 kilometers from her place so just making that connect so this is where uh, we are doing now uh, this kisan mitra initiative is about bringing this tech connect with the youth and farmers mm-hmm. so that can they do a value add and can they increase their ability to earn more So, so you, uh, your your role comes as the uh, investor. So I I I am an advisor to this initiative. So we mm. build the conceptualize the whole thing. Yeah. We brought a lot of volunteers to build it out, and IMB is hosting that Saturday sessions every every Saturday, 100. and bringing these innovators and talking. So now uh, you know I'm I'm talking to few NGOs to do that in vernacular, because no farmer is going to join a Zoom call and learn English. so mm. we are trying to have a kvk involved mm. Mm. so that in say in telangana there is an ngo bhagavatula charitable trust will mm. host in telugu and okay. in the kvk office they projected have farmers sit and watch 
and they can speak in telugu ask the questions to the innovator in telugu and understand mm-hmm. how they can take this technology forward yeah so like this i think the that's what i i'm very very happy this pandemic has created the problems very wide open mm-hmm. that it's no longer only few of us keep telling about the problem that everybody is aware even the word bharat right yeah. and people who are not comfortable using it today everybody is using the word bharat right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i think now we realized that without pulling bharat out india story is not going to be sustainable yeah. exactly so uh, so so uh, what would you suggest to like if there's a young entrepreneur just starting out so what all factors should they consider as an in, in in the indian ecosystem if they want to start out so i think the uh, when i do address the students i usually ask them two question i ask question about um, can you sing a song right mm. and people wonder like why is he asking can you sing a song and in a college right uh, there are 1000 people in the auditorium two guys will raise that i will sing a song right so mm. i ask them that we, if we walk into a first standard classroom i ask mm. the same question what happens mm. they say everybody raise their hand so what mm. happened to us when you're 6 year old everybody is a singer mm. when you become 21 there are only two guys the singer you are an, you are a musician right mm. so i always say that because when you are a 6 year old you never bothered about what anyone thought about yeah i you just thought singing twinkle twinkle some rhyme doesn't matter what it is but since you're 6 year old every yes and every no you got defined who you are you have no idea who you are anymore somebody has to tell you right you have nice hair you have nice dress you are always looking for a recognition from somebody or mm. you want to be a xerox copy of somebody mm. each one is unique but we want to die as a xerox copy of somebody right exactly so this is the one question the second question is about uh can you hear the sunrise so after a probably you know five no's there'll be one guy will say sir yes the bird chirping as an awesome right okay if you wait for your eyesight to tell you sun is up you're missing out all our five senses mm. what they're telling you so that's why we have six senses to understand what is around us today we lost the sensitivity when you lose the sensitivity you don't see the problems mm. you become numb to the problems then you need to understand uh, you know what is india gdp you don't have to learn gdp through books you can just look around you will know that as you said you know in within 1 km there is somebody driving a bmw there is somebody and riding a decathlon bicycle with all the gears as if he's going to mars next to that there is a guy riding this atlas <laughs> bicycle right yeah. and uh, going to his work as security guard mm. all of that happens in the same road when 1 km this is your data mm. but we lost the sensitivity we are not able to see the difference right and uh, it doesn't even bother us because we become numb to the problem so that is why you need to increase the ability to see the sunrise how do you get this ability because uh, if you give a child a toy and she will break the toy put the toy in her mouth she will understand and apply all the six senses to understand what the toy is you put in the mouth the mom will tell you it's not edible now she realizes it's not edible thing so that's called child like curiosity we've lost it Mm. if you are an young entrepreneur or a student go back to your 5 year old curiosity look everything as with the open eye wow 
why this is a problem. If you're not sensitive, you won't see a problem. So how did bring the sensitivity? Start looking at everything as fresh. You know, the word boring, and I've still not understood the meaning of the word boring. But you talk to any youth today, boring. And they have no idea what does that mean either, right? So mm. that means that you lost the ability to look at everything fresh. Mm. You just listen to one song for five minutes and it's boring, right? Mm. You've not started enjoying what is the tune, what instrument has been used, there's a variation in the ragas. All those things have you observed? Nothing. And you make a comment that this song is not great, right? Because we have not fully put your mind to it, understanding the music. Right? So this is where the sensitivity comes in. When sensitivity increases, things will start bothering you. When it starts bothering you, you will start finding solution for it. That's your entrepreneurship. Once you found a solution, once you identify the problem, the first question is relevant. You go and tell somebody that I am solving this problem. The first question they get that they will say that you are mad. Right? This is a problem there in Mumbai 50 years how we are going to solve it. So the more people telling you are mad, you are in the right direction because they never thought this problem as an opportunity, but you found it. So talk to more people, get more uh, mad answers from everybody. Calculate the number of stupid mads you're getting. That means that you are on the right track. You found something very painful problem to solve because many people have not even thought that problem could be solved. So that's what I tell young entrepreneur that two qualification you need, nothing else to become an entrepreneur. Ability to hear the sunrise so that your sensitivity increases. When the sensitivity increases, you'll see problems. When the problems comes to you, you will start bothering you. When the problems start bothering you, here's an opportunity to solve. Second is once you identify the problem, have a guts like a five-year-old, sing a song whenever somebody asks you. It is not a Ramon audition. Right? Sing Janaganamana, don't care. My yeah. voice, I don't care. You are asking me to sing a song, I'll sing a song. Yeah, I, I sang when I was six years old. Why am I afraid to sing right now? Mm. So that kind of uh, audacity you need, that kind of uh, never mind attitude you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. Because people is there, a, is there a spiritual aspect to how you go about stuff? Do you like meditate? Nothing. Or... That's what I'm saying. You know, this is very simple. It's about be, be open. No, That's I'm, what I'm asking you that. like in your daily process, is there like an aspect of meditation? Or... No, no, nothing. You know, hmm. That's what I always say that there is uh, no look for in all these five things, 10 things and all that. Just be yourself, enjoy. And I'm sure, you know, we start enjoying every minute of it then you will start seeing this, what is happening around you. Otherwise, you know, you are one thing you're doing here and you're not doing fully like today, look at the youth today, you have your three gadgets running around and look at, you know, how busy you are. You have a Twitter, you have your Facebook, your Instagram, your, your mm. whatever it is, right? Yeah. And by the time you cut, you know, caught on all these things, where's your time for it? Right. So that's why I'm not in any of the, I just only on LinkedIn. That's it. I said, that's enough. I'm not. Okay. I did not know that you're not on social media. I'm not on WhatsApp. I said, you're on YouTube though. I've WhatsApp. seen like a couple of videos. So that gives me a lot of free time. Yeah. Right? yeah. I don't need to know about what is happening. And because, you know, there is a lot of skewed data happening. I tell people that there are 650 million, maybe active Twitter user every day. That means the 90% of the world doesn't care what's happening on Twitter. Mm. 
want to ask you sir how do you use linkedin though like uh, what benefit or like how how do you use linkedin no so all the other media what is the reason i like the linkedin is about it it separates your personal life and professional life hmm. so everything else is mixing today and today the the youth is not realizing that you know you you put a picture of you dancing after having your two drinks on the table hmm. that your boss is also watching right yeah so it, it you don't have a private life anymore and you're putting a private life for everybody should know and private life is within family and friends hmm. but unfortunately the social media they're not able to create that boundaries very well right mm-hmm. the way you behave True. i behave with my friend and my boss is two different things exactly because my friend doesn't punish me because you know i was standing on the table and dancing my my boss would and he'll come in the appraisal time right <laughs> so That's this is where, this is where the realization is not happening in people that they just go while same thing for the boss as well mm-hmm. and his private life is also on the social media then exactly they are watching okay this is the way we have to get this guy here right so they will start planning right okay he's on vacation in uh, maldives last next week we can bang the office right because he mm. posted that on on vacation maldives so like this uh, you know the private uh, professional life is not being separated very well but should it be like so can't like the like boss that, and the employee on be on the same level like can't they operate on the same level itself so at the- end of the day this is what i did an experiment on this right so in india we have uh, we never had a ability to separate right we always see that i'll come home that's the usual dialogue with anybody right so mm. the person you met someone would say I'll bring home and we will eat it then 6 months after you say that he ate my food and he betrayed me right this is a common statement mm. so we take relationship for granted right because he ate at my house and you think that i know him well and you know him well that's not the case i've seen you know in 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 tamil there is a there is something called tirukkural this one poem written 2000 year back mm-hmm. it tells that fantastic statement i applied when i ran my company is that which says that if you are a king when you are a king uh, there is a bonfire in a cold day you have a fire right mm-hmm. and you sit around the fire because you're cold and you want to get warm so this fire is there if you get too close because it's too cold outside you're going to get burn yourself yeah but if you move too away then you're going to get cold hmm. he said maintain the distance that keeps you warm this is returned in tamil poem 2000 year back as a way a king should behave hmm. so this for your manager as well not too close not too far away you maintain you imagine this one right like one of my manager when i tell this no 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 i'm friends with my people you know we went to the bar yesterday we had a fantastic time and all that stuff mm. and his second in command quit two days after right he has no clue these guys had a party they spend you know night having drinks you know things and he has no clue so this is a problem you take it to granted i know him very well you have no idea the people will maintain that thing and then you'll get hurt oh i behaved like a friend with him i took him to my house you know my wife fed him and he betrayed me 
that is not in your job description why you did it it's not required so in indian culture we we don't know how to separate the professional and personal life and we'll intermingle it when you intermingle in the problem we do is we take things for granted we don't see the subtle signals coming we don't see that he's my best friend yaar and i we have been you know friends forever that never happened so that means that you have to maintain that with the relationship that's the same thing for the startups right most of my spent time the last 6 months i mediated two co-founder fight right and they are college friends they know them for 15 years some are childhood friends they are fighting why because they take things for granted so that's why the relationship as a friend is outside the business when you are in the business it has to be very professional because so things uh, things we take for granted like we take each other's feelings for granted or like w- yes. what what is correct, it correct. Yeah. yeah yeah see you are a friend right you 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 make fun of your friend right yeah based on his look based on the way he speaks yeah and but in a business transaction he gives you an idea hmm and so since you make him fun of it you make fun of that idea as well yeah i know what you mean now yeah which is different as a person in a in a you know in your house when watching tv you can take him on a different way but in a business deal discussion his ideas as valid as a co-founder idea right yeah so you cannot just push that away because hey i am his buddy so that hurts him so then why ambani sir fighting right their childhood friends they know each other from childhood why they are fighting right yeah and look at how many family fights we have in india that's the same reason we have no idea how to differentiate person and the professional life how oh, he's my brother how oh, younger brother you know push him around and for your elder brother you're always younger brother right mm. he always yeah. give you advice even if you don't ask correct yeah <laughs> so that's where we grew up we give respect to the elders but the elders not learned that the guy which was i was you know probably uh, uh, going urine in the bed today he is a bit short but that learning has to come exactly. and only very few people have that maturity to understand that my childhood friend that i used to make fun of he had three arrears today he is managing an empire with 1000 people yeah right so how do you really understand that so this is where it's very important to have that understand he still could be a great friend mm. but be sensitive enough to look at the separation where it is that's where the co-founder fights happens and at nsr cell many of these guys may not even have a product no revenue they fight they want to go to court right because of the simple problem of taking granted each other exactly. because we are close friends nothing everything should be returned clear roles defined if you don't perform i'm going to yell at you you're not a friend here it's the business transaction right yeah. if you will not yell because he's not performing mm. oh i my childhood friend i'm not going to yell at him then your business is going to suffer yeah exactly business performance is different than your childhood relationship that friendship is different so you know let's go for a party and you and i are friends that's different mm. but in the office in the boardroom that's a different role we are playing exactly so are we fitting into that role 
Mm. I think that professionalism is 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 lacking. It, it, our culture is awesome, but the thing is, now we are moving more into the business transaction and stuff. We need to start having. We India is having a pretty good family businesses, but mm. many family businesses you see that you see more problem than many of them working together. Mm, exactly. Yeah, dad takes the son for granted. Son doesn't want to work yes. with the father because he thinks he's too like, orthodox. Yeah, same thing. Same thing with the husband and wife team. Also, I always tell them that never bring your business transaction to a dining table, right? Mm. Dining table is different than the boardroom table. Have that separation anyway. That's why bringing relatives to the business also. Yeah. So, so one thing I want to ask you, like I want to go back to where I was asking you, if a person starts out, the young entrepreneur, and he has found the problem and solution, where does the money come from? If the friends and family are not in the scene, they don't, they don't understand the concept that well, or they don't have the money, maybe. So, where does the investment for the project starts? How does it start, and what are some mediums to look out for? Right. I think today, you know, if you look at um, when um, for the money part. there is idea there is a proof of concept there is a proof of business right yeah and uh, depends on the stage you have people to support you hmm. and today there is a big uh, misnomer in the whole country that money is everything right if hmm. there is money is everything then why this you know 95% of the funded company fail right hmm. this hmm. money is the one element of it yeah so like uh, as i said how very important the problem and solution is then comes the technology similar that money is also one of the variable that many thing that you would need just having money alone is the thing why would softbank who made 23 billion dollar out of you know mm. alibaba wrote out 10000 rupees 10000 crores in india because mm, mm, mm. money 10000 crores went into some startup yeah. did not survive this money is just one element of it so keep every entrepreneur should keep that in mind that money doesn't mean that the success is guaranteed yeah. money is this only thing even yesterday there someone called me said i am working in a company i have this brilliant idea if i get funding i will quit the job mm-hmm. i said don't quit just be there only right because mm-hmm. if you have then i should that i want money and then i'll quit the job then i said you are not being an entrepreneur yeah if you strongly believe in solving the problem jump then you figure out i'm sure you need a financial support for your family don't put your family in trouble by jumping at the wrong time but in india is a beautiful country that you can have idli for 550 paise or 500 rupees so which idli you want to eat so this is where that dilemma comes right so i've seen entrepreneurs where in iim so they sold their house because they say that i'm pretty much sitting in the incubator most of the time why do we need a big house paying emi they mm. just moved into a very small tiny place they even sold the fridge out said i'm eating in the canteen all the time well, why do i need a fridge right there is one entrepreneur oxford mba he lived in a slum for one year to understand the auto rickshaw driver behavior in the slum he says that from the same slum somebody goes to a five star hotel serves food from the same slum there's an auto rickshaw driver coming so why there is a behavior in different two people behavior different So you want to analyze that he lived in islam for one year so this is where about an entrepreneur there are two kind of entrepreneur there's one entrepreneur it is lifestyle mm-hmm. because my saw my friend he had three arrears and he is a worst guy in my college 
he raised million dollars selling idlis i lost my sleep then i will mm. start trading a business let me see mm. what happens and for them it's not the drive it's just some the drive is they compared themselves somewhat they yeah. try if it doesn't work if it doesn't give money they will go back but someone it's a life time mm. they never give up like the uniform five year 25 investors said no he never gave up right belma sahas 10 years on it before uh, you know she started a for profit venture and become successful and soam sat two years with the farmer to find the problem to be solved so these are all lifetime entrepreneurs right they go deeper in whatever they are trying to do money will be secondary so i invested in unifor because of one statement he made they said that i was rejected by 25 investor i am a 5 year old startup i said i'll fund you hmm. because you never listen to the 25 people when they told you are wrong and i love the perseverance that you never gave up after 5 years so today uh, i i didn't finish the unifor story right so after i funded um, the second year uh, uh, he did grow decent and he was recognized by the time magazine in us that 13 millionaires were changing the world because he's bringing 1 billion people into digital revolution using voice recognition mm. and and he was part of the mit program after that and cisco chairman john chambers saw that he wrote a 10 million dollar check right so how did that guy reach out to you did he call you up directly or wrote to you on linkedin what exactly? someone someone introduced them to me Okay. and then i visited him and i started understanding what he was doing mm. and i liked the point that the problem that he was solving was amazing is that and the best the, way to reach out to an investor like go through someone or like can can someone reach out doesn't matter see that it is today uh, i'll come back to that in a minute right yeah sure so this um, you know today you know he uh, raised last year like 51 million dollars right today yeah. he is competing with google um, uh, amazon and apple a chennai based startup competition is google because speech recognition right yeah yeah billion dollars of r&d budgets of google and apple and microsoft and mm. as chennai startup is competing yeah because his perseverance so money came later right because this 5 years he was waiting he was listening to 25000 hour of indian voice every day his engine got better 98% accuracy that's what paid him because with 14 indian language 100 dialect the diversity is so high for in us between west coast and east coast you have like three accent that's all hmm. but in india every 50 km you go new language new food new dress exactly he was understanding the diversity that's what hmm. paid him not the money not anything so the perseverance the problem and solution so this is where i would probably tell the startup is about who you are understand you are here for just for a sake of it or this is your lifetime thing that i want to make it on my own no matter what i will do it that brings a passion that brings your drive that's your element then you start looking at what you want in life the priorities are changing right mm-hmm. where you are living what you are going to eat next 2 years all of that you are going to change and then you are going on it full full fledged if you are successful it's going to be awesome if not you are in trouble right if you have this this x num x lifestyle and you want money for that and you want to do this then you are in trouble right 
So ensure that you have your financial backup. One year, there is nothing happens, you know, in your venture, that family is not depending on you. So ensure mm-hmm. that, but that is also that, as I, that's what I mentioned about India is a beautiful place, five rupeedly or five rupeedly, right? Mm-hmm. That is where that one part. The second is now you committed to your part, then you have your idea, proof of concept, proof of business. As an angel investor, we used to invest in all these stages. Mm-hmm. But today, this people coming up with amazing ideas are not at all there. Just a copycat. Quite a lot of copycat. Me too. Models mm-hmm. are coming. Right? That means that people wanting proof of business. Mm-hmm. So that is where if you took a look at today that the government has done a phenomenal job. There are hundreds of incubators across the country mm-hmm. that they've taken the idea to proof of concept, some of them in proof of business. You get incubated, you get some grant, you get some in investment, you get some free service, whatever it is. So the early stages are taken care by many of these incubators, right? Even, mm. even a hard thing, if you go, I sit in the IIT Chennai Investment Committee, that mm. some of the things lot, takes a lot of years. Mm. Professor mm. who's working on a technology for 20 years, now he's starting a company. Yeah. Right. Somebody get incubated in IITs, then you have an opportunity to utilize the labs, utilize the knowledge. So, like, find out ways to be uh, frugal, to be able to utilize all these uh, resources available at your disposal. So, mm. this money is one element of it, right? Exactly. So, that's where in the early stage idea to proof of concept level, there's quite a lot of incubators available today for okay. any space you take care. There's a women program 12 years back in IAM and we started, we hardly have one batch every year. Today, the whole country, hundreds of women programs going on, right? Mm-hmm. You pick up, even if you have an incubator for nonprofits. So mm-hmm. in IAM, we started the India's first nonprofit incubator. Today, there are six, seven nonprofit incubators. So, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like the- So how do we search them? Do we just go on Google and just search about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are, Incubators are there, you know, hundreds of incubators, wherever you are, I'm sure there is some incubators around you because mm. government has spread across the country, right? Everywhere, mm. you know, there are somebody who is having some incubator, leverage this ecosystem for mm. your early days so that you reduce your need for you to run your whatever your idea to the next stage. Then by the time you got your proof of business started, then maybe an opportunity opportunity for you to start looking at investment right mm. and i always tell people that can you run your business without any investment that's the first choice because you are owning your own destiny the investment would happy help to maybe accelerate or not guaranteed as well exactly right mm. but if you're able to do that that's the best part in india today we are on what 30000 startup registered with startup india mm. every year around 600 plus startup get funded Mm. out of 30,000, mm. right? And 15, 16 billion get invested. If we mm. remove the Paytms and Flipkarts of the world, hardly small amount is left. That means yeah. there's an investor market. Mm. Like we are over populous country, right? But at 2,000 uh, jobs in railways, you get two lakh application, right? Mm. So mm. for everything, there's a competition. That means that if you're able to run your business with a very unique model and showcase, then you go go with the investor rather than just attending all the conference, what the investor look for, 10 things, five things. Mm-hmm. Today, the 
entrepreneurs spending too much time on building this, paying money to build the deck, right? So that- As in the pitch raise. deck? Pitch deck? The, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Depends yeah. on how much money you raise, there are guys offering services to build pitch decks, right? Mm. So this is where it's happening. They're not believing their passion, their ability to tell that story. Mm. They're just looking at, you know, can I just have a nice deck that let me go probably pitch it. Many of our presentation in our, in our angel investment, we hardly there are guys pass the second slide, right? Question mm. get bombarded in the first slide. In the mm. moment someone say, oh, it's there in my fifth slide, I'm coming there. <laughs> I know what you mean that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And this also tests that whether he knows all the data here or somebody prepared it for him. Mm. Right? For an entrepreneur at you know waking up at the night and you should be at Telly's number. So that's the level he's involved. He doesn't mm. need a PowerPoint to just tell his story. Right? Exactly. Have you yeah. seen cases the guy never passed a second slide, got the funding? Right. So this is where you know the passion part, the drive what you believe in, the effort you put in will start coming out. And if you believe that, this is your lifetime journey that you are in it. Yeah. So like how so do they, yeah, out. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So this is what that idea, proof of concept, proof of business. The more and more today, the investments are coming from the proof of business. Unless mm. you have a pedigree, right? Suppose, uh, you know, Flipkart founders are starting QFIT. I close, someone will invest. Right? The idea they'll get money. Okay, they already established a pedigree that I've done it before. Hmm. And some of these entrepreneurs, um, you know, who perceive to be successful get funded on their idea. And investors will be fight among each other to fund them. Hmm. Unless you are not that person, then you are taking the smaller steps. Right? That yeah. you start with the idea. You know, either you work with some incubator, get the idea, go to the next stage, get in the proof of business. I'm sure this incubator will have an access to some investors for you to go pitch an idea. Can you tell me but, some a little more about the incubator? So they like, who are they? They sit in an office and you just walk up to them and talk to them. So, so yeah, so the, the incubators also, there is this, a lot of confusion happens today between co-working space hmm. and incubate. Right? Yeah. So co-working space is pure real estate. Yeah. Right? You go to a place and you pay rent, you take up that seat, hmm. right? And they may offer, you know, some maybe shared services as well. It may bring your cost down, right? Mm. But incubators are the one you have a certain time frame. You you go to like for example, NSR cell, anybody can apply for a mentoring. Go to the website and say that I want a mentoring session. You will get allotted to a mentor, you talk to the mentor. And if you're if you're ready, your idea is you know decent, you're ready to work on. Then you can start taking the launchpad program, right? Mm. Three month program, where you will see that many of our launchpad program when we started early on, 30% used to be working in the job. Mm. While they're working, they want to understand, learn what the entrepreneurial journey is. Am I good for enough to be an entrepreneur? So when we started this like five, six years back, uh, many of them go back to the job because they see that this is not cut out for me. So that we have this launchpad program to understand yourself. Hmm. that are you going to be an entrepreneur or not and these days people have started companies also join the market to articulate the narrowing down the focus because as I had uh, my number is 
about bringing focus back to the entrepreneur. Yeah. So I've told about uh, the one of the skill required for an entrepreneur is a sensitivity, right? So when you're sensitive, you are able to see a problem. Mm. But the that problem, that strength to identify the problem become weakness. Because you start identifying too many problems to solve, mm. right? Mm. So when you start working on one problem, you have to close your eyes and go deeper on that particular problem. Because mm. this problem you identify, you identify the solution there may be challenges mm. that people want to just go around the problem or I'll drop it. Let me pivot. Right. Mm. So just pick one priority, spend like three to six months to see that you put enough undivided attention on that. Right. You have a one brand and 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That one brand 24 hours spent on identifying, spending time on that problem and solution, you will see an impact. Right. Most of the time, you know, I've, I've, I've done probably thousands and thousands of sessions. I don't remember the entrepreneur name or his company name, but I remember his idea, hmm. right? So the moment he speaks to me, I said, yeah, okay, this is the idea you told me. And what are you doing? It's somewhere else. So what hmm. happened to your original idea? So what was hmm. the challenge? Yeah. So no, I said that I found this and moved. And I said, no problem. So hmm. you not put enough effort to solve your original idea. Now you already gone to next one. Mm -hmm. So when you have problem here, you find next to. So I mean, you start giving excuses. Mm -hmm. So most of my time spent in all my mentoring session is bring the focus to what he started off with. Because the deeper you work on it and you keep your DNA stronger because you define your DNA of your company on day one, mm -hmm. not on day 100. Exactly. So that, that is very important where you are started, never give up. We'll tell people people to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. When what the my formula to pivot, I tell people is that if your problem statement is valid and your solution is original mm -hmm. and you are a lifetime entrepreneur, never give up. Right? But if you're a first category, you know, you you started in this one, you may be a little ahead of your time and you gave six months, it's not working. You want to give up or change your segment, then maybe pivoting may be an option, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where, as a mentor, the ability is spent on. So you come to mentoring, then you come to the Launchpad program. At the end of three months, you pitch to the mentors and they'll pick up some people to incubate for uh, another one more year. Like unlimited mentors, like unlimited incubators, just make a yeah, list yeah, and yeah. just reach yes, out to yes, them. Yes, yes. Mm. So that's so it's almost like cold calling, right? Uh, we have a process, so you yeah. have to go register yourself and then the mentoring is allocated to you. Okay. And we also see that whether people are doing progressing, right? If there's just, you had a three session and you're still thinking, I'm, I'm still thinking, I don't know what to do. Then you mm. have a problem, right? Mm. So you're wasting people's time. Exactly. So we will be able to see that. And they also themselves, they'll figure it out. I don't think in eight years I've been mentoring at NSRSL, I don't think I had any challenge that people understanding them. So they will understand pretty much what they want in the first one or two sessions, right? Mm. So there's mentoring, then the launch pad, and then from the launch pad incubation, when they get incubated, CNSR uh, cell have, you know, the space, you can build your team, you can utilize all the resource mentors help to achieve. So when you are in the campus, there's so many programs going on, you can understand many, you know, program that there is a 
there's a cross pollination happening right there are hundreds of entrepreneurs in the space did mm. you talk to each other and uh, that also happens and end of the launch pad if you don't want to become you're an entrepreneur we've seen people coming together becoming co-founders all that happens right and mm. funding is there but we don't encourage funding because we say it's a college if you're here for funding or for the chapa uh, i think we don't want to encourage that but so if it's so, something like space tech or if someone is building like a i don't know a weapon <laughs> so he has he or she has to get some resources and that needs money so he has uh, the idea, I, the solution has the market has everything but he needs, yeah. some, he needs someone correct but depends it. on the problem right like uh, so now uh, so there is one entrepreneur came to us uh, uh, he studied design and he wanted to make electric car right mm. so uh, we mentored him as you know identify why electric car why not some other problem right mm. a lot of people are already doing the electric car stuff so then you know he came up with this idea got tuned right so finally he decided uh, to build a bike car he's saying that you know in a monsoon day you see that you are going on a bike that the plan right and it was that tata saw those the people you know to husband wife two children on a on monsoon day he wanted to be a nano but mm. nano people thought as a cheap Car, so he wanted to build electric car canopy around it. You do not put the leg out, mm. right? So you have to have gyroscope so that it'll be standing. Mm. So, so he reached the level. I said, "Awesome, this is fantastic." But I am, we cannot piece. So we connected with IIT Chennai. Now he's incubated there, and two, three years he's been working there, and he like last week he sent a prototype, right? The the model working model is working on. so like that you identify an incubator which may have those uh, the, the facilities and the resources so he is working with the faculties there over the labs and uh, even many of the it students are doing internship with him so he is getting talent so like this based on what you are working on identify an incubator who have those uh, you know ability and skills and if you show the perseverance even you know we always joke about is that we all love his passion it's been two two and a half years he's, he's still working on a prototype mm-hmm. every time whenever we meet him the amount of energy he has we always feel like okay we'll support you go do it mm-hmm. right so i had to give him small amount of money as well to him to work on this but I, we, we I, all I, love the passion he shows mm-hmm. rather than the idea is crazy nobody in the world has it mm-hmm. bmw uses that for their demo NASA has the this technology, but nobody has it. He's aiming something really big. We said, "Go do it." Mm. Yeah. I actually met a guy who uh, was forming something like a, a rickshaw puller, but what he wanted was through the movement of that, he is able to charge a battery, and when that battery happens, the rickshaw puller mm. won't have to do it physically. So he has been working on it for seven years now. I'm like, uh-huh. dude, what is driving you for so long? You know, uh-huh. seven years, eight years, like, uh, yeah. But he so is this, working. Uh, this one, I think you can connect him with this uh, startup called Pi Beam in IIT Chennai. Uh-huh. So he has this uh, three-wheeler 
thing. Your voice is lagging a bit. And charged battery already, and Pi Beam. Pi Beam. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's called Pi Beam. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe you can work uh, talk to him, hmm. and he has a model where you could have your uh, you do pedal, hmm. whenever you want. Hmm. It also create uh, you know it uses that energy. Otherwise, it comes from the battery. Hmm. It's just hmm. both together. Is what yeah. So he already has that. He sold few of these vehicles to people. That's it. That's that passion part, right? That people. Uh, on it, and then I'm sure you know that perseverance is there. I'm sure one day they will win. I'm sure that's that's that. These are all these amazing entrepreneur, right? Who dream big and they never give up. They're not waiting for that. Oh, I didn't get my funding, and I sent a note to this angel investor. He never responded. They don't bother all those stuff. But I, you know, so what I feel is entrepreneurship is almost like being an artist. You're creating something out of scratch, and I have seen a lot of artists die in misery, and they have been like greatest of the greatest artist, but they die miserable, you know, because they did not have the money sorted or whatever happened to them. So, yeah. So I want to like personally, my thing is to actually build an ecosystem around artists. of any sort so that they don't face any monetary issues uh, and eventually don't not give up art you know so yeah that's so what i think is money kind of, uh, eventually becomes important no absolutely no i was telling you know this the problem in the show business right same mm. thing with sports as well sports everything in media business you have this mm. problem that either you make it or not yeah there is nothing in the middle right So mm. this is where uh, that's a problem. There is a room for only few on the top, mm. and now it's getting democratized so that you can go viral with whatever you have, mm. and the talent uh, needs to be aligned with the people you know who are listening to it and all that. Exactly. Same same exact problem happens in sports as well. That for one Shah Rukh Khan, there said one Sachin, there mm. how many out there want to be doing this? Even there, people got this medal and that medal, living in poverty. Hmm. Right, because this this industry it is uh, about that one percent, hmm. and it's about this one percent skill that you are putting it out. But in a venture, it is an enterprise that you are building. Right, you may have one strength, and your co-founder has another strength, and you can bring team which has another strength. All of you working together, but in show business, it is just you. Hmm. it depends it depends on the art also like if you're a filmmaker then you have to have like all of the artists on board like a musician a creator an artist a sketch writer so all of them come together to make a piece of film so it depends so, on art to art yeah absolutely and also this point uh, what you mentioned about funding and this crowdfunding in india really worked very well in this part of it right yeah. that where you can directly reach out to the consumer and get a crowdfunding start your Do you want to direct a movie, or make a movie, or you put an album? That possibility is there. So yeah. that's what this industry can leverage these platforms, which is democratizing these information, which was to, you know, earlier it was for a closed group. Yeah. That you know, I need to know somebody to somebody to get. That is gone today, right? You can put a mm. song, and it doesn't cost much to record and put it out on YouTube. Mm. Um, it can go viral, and you are not noted immediately. Mm. Or mm. you you build that so one night it's overnight success, or you slowly building up a fan following. Right? You've seen that 
many young artists, you know, in the US, how many followers, millions of followers these days, uh, mm. very, very young artists, right? That's in right. India, we are not having that yet much. But, yeah. but because, uh, you know, for us, uh, we have very strong movie industry and the, you know, cricket industry. Mm. Right? So yeah. that gives the prominence that everything mm. else, if we don't see, we are not learned to uh, listen to a song as an album. You mm. want to see that Shah Rukh Khan singing, or you know, you want to probably uh, he lip sing. So then only that gets popular, right? Mm. So we align the music with the heroes and heroines. Visual, so visual, that, everything. That, yeah. that part has not that has come out of it, right? Mm. Where in the US that is completely different. So people mm. don't look at the hero lip sync for the song to be popular. Mm. We do that. You know, in, in the industry, they release the music before the movie, they popularize that, but still mm, these exactly. Khan movie songs, right? Mm. These Rajinigan movie songs, right? You hardly have, I'm sure once in a while, we have a good people on an album, but on an, not an ongoing basis, right? So these exactly. are things you can probably take effort. Mm. How do we change that behavioral element? Of, how to enjoy a nice music? and let them, you also teach them about what the nice music is. Mm. Right? So today, whatever that, that hero, popular hero is singing, it become popular. Mm. Dress he wears, popular, right? It's aligned with that celebrity thing. They're mm. not on the music. The traditional classical music, that followers have that group, right? They know how to enjoy, they learn, you know, then comes their ability to innovate in Karnatic or Hindustani then they'll have separate followers, somebody yeah. there to critique them, that are you following the rules? And in there, some of them come and break the rules as well, they get, right? Yeah, yeah. I think this, as you rightly said, um, has a good potential. I think somebody come with some innovation and democratize these talent pool to be reaching out to many people, yeah? Mm. Actually, and a friend of mine has started uh, actually, a friend of mine has started this already. Uh, like, uh, he takes these independent artists and he, uh, you know, from various parts of India, like mostly it's metropolitan right now, but he like hires them for, for say from Kolkata and he does their live gigs, like an event in Delhi. And then they tour in all of the metropolitan cities and get some money and go back to their state and, you yeah. know, work on the music there. So that's how he is working. <laughs> I think yeah, you need to also probably look at is that um, so in this industry is about even though you only become successful right mm. will you be successful next one years not guaranteed one of them is successful you're out next so it's like every your creative work need to be recognized so yeah. this is where if you draw a parallel to the startup the point I was telling right there are 30,000 startups 600 get funded mm. but in India's backbone is not the successful startups Mm. India's backbone is a smaller SMEs. There are 8 million of them. Mm. The number of jobs they create is more than all the corporates put together. Mm. So there is, there is no middle level in the show business, right? In the media. Mm. Either I got to be successful, you know, I become celebrity. Or anyone below, we will consider them as a failure, right? A person, a good singer, you know, who's maybe singing in a hotel, entertaining people, Mm. is the next level. Then a person singing in an orchestra is another level. Mm. Person singing in a, you know, uh, probably in a wedding, that's a different level. 
right so yeah. democratize skill it good singer is a singer right mm-hmm. so that's a problem in this industry that this was selling it's like a, you are a sharkan or nobody mm-hmm. that puts a big problem in that that means how many sharkans you can have yeah so yeah. we can have 8 million smes there'll be two one flip card and one vola right yeah uh, there one reliance and one tata but there are we have millions of smes mm-hmm. and they're all having fun you know sme doesn't mean that he is in poverty we have seen you know people with like 5 crore revenue driving a bmw children studying in us vacationing in maldives they enjoy mm-hmm. exactly everything as a successful entrepreneur as well so how do we bring not to make this as a pyramid yeah yeah your your industry how can you make it that more people can be looked at accommodated yeah so that uh, then you know tomorrow even if you start a platform they're going to measure you the same way that oh, from this platform how many heroes you made mm-hmm. how many albums are successful when people start measuring you from that mm-hmm. then that's not the correct measure right exactly uh, so sir i want to ask you that i heard uh, someone on the internet maybe it was gary we or i don't know uh so he said ki if it's been like 4 5 years and it's not working out it's not clicking you have lost all your money so just stop it and do some job somewhere or get some internship do something so that you get more information so what's your take on this if it's not working out for 7 8 years and you know it it's putting you to misery should it be okay to just quit it and you know yeah absolutely why not because the end of the day it's, it's you need to think about being practical as well yeah so that what you are uh, but the decision uh, of what is success should be defined by every individual right yeah so i said at 40 i said i'm done i'm retired hmm. i just found out okay what is my expenses what i'm going to stop it and what i'm going to do right hmm. so i never bought a house in bangalore i said buying house in bangalore is not useful at all because the prices in bangalore houses it's comparable to new york prices but mm. our gdp is not work so the mm. real estate in india the, the way the prices are doesn't doesn't kind of justify the value that you're putting on mm. i said why would i lock my money in that house and you know uh, and mm. then you keep running you have to do the emi or you put your wealth in a big wealth in particular house which is like 10 crores and why do you want to do that i said mm. no same thing with the car right i have a tata manza car right yeah i look at car as something taking me to h to b that's it mm. why it has to be a bmw why it has to be a hummer why it has to be x and y and if somebody looking at me and uh, judging me because of my car i don't want him exactly i am who i am That's the worst car. part of our Indian society. It's very status-driven, also, and it, 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 after a point of time, it becomes nausea. Yeah, this is where that you define what success to you. Mm. So today, the success is defined by the comparison in India, right? Mm. Mm. So, and and always also, I'll give another example to people is that look at Bill Gates and Gandhi. Mm. Gandhi has no money when he left, when he died. So mm. He's there in every money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where it Bill Gates, the richest man in the world, and he's not enjoying his wealth. He wants to solve Bihar's problem. He wants to solve pandemic problem. 
right mm -hmm. he's not mm -hmm. sitting in a seven star hotel chilling mm -hmm. right he's so why so he earned all the money now he's wanting to spend it on good cause and solving problems so why you have to own and then now you are figuring out how to spend because uh, sir what i think about is a lot of people they just do it because they feel good inside oh i'm so so cool that i'm helping so many people and right it's a relative so the, the, yeah. today in, in humankind the happiness is relative hmm. to relative to my neighbor my classmate my sister my brother hmm. it has to be you you define what success for yourself so the same individual and mm. he loves the music for years he enjoys that but is he feeling bad because his friend is driving a better car he lives in a better house mm. right and who defines all these things so it doesn't matter that's what i you know told i went i said i retired at 40 many of my friends still writing sitting in a computer writing code mm. right i said i didn't put all my wealth in places which i don't want i mm. i said i want to invest in startups that's it and that that is better investment than buying a 10 crore house exactly and, you know and managing maintaining it and you're stuck with that house mm. so today i don't want a house that i can move anywhere i want in bangalore right so i lived in a place close to our office earlier and my children uh, you know and some other school i said mm. i went to close to the school and mm. i just look from here i can see the banagata you know hills from here right i used to stay in hesagata there though yeah there you go that's just you flexibility right but mm. if you buy a, buy a house then your emi you're stuck in that place then your mm. workplace is 20 kilometers from there you send up in traffic mm. you are paying your petrol bill diesel bill is going to be going up so define success what is success to you don't define success because my neighbor did it or someone else did it mm. and make your life miserable right by because the society wants this who is that society i always tell people as well that you know you look at today the the jeans the children wear and everybody wear that faded out jeans right mm. so you know in colleges i'll make fun of the you know students you know you are wearing the jeans faded out imagine the first day you took the jeans and and what's your mom's reaction right and she would go to the shop and say that oh this saree will it come for 10 wash will it fade then her son is taking a faded out jean as the mom i bought this for 2000 rupees but uh, she'll be wondering what kind of a child i brought out somebody, right somebody she's questioning her, her own jeans ah <laughs> somebody cheated her selling this faded out jean for 2000 bucks Now forget about faded, it's torn out jeans. The uh, this are torn out. It's a it's a fashion for beggars. Okay? <laughs> the poor people, the beggars wear this torn out clothes. Today it's a fashion for two mm. thousand rupees. People are buying. Mm. So who defines this? If somebody can wear a beggar dress and call it as a fashion, mm. then what do, what kind of the society taking you, right? It's mm. an always joke that you know that somebody made might have bet one rupee they'll make every Indian look like a beggar. They want the bet, right? Because we wearing this you know torn out jeans and faded out jeans and we're running around. And I'm sure some celebrities walking to the five star hotel with that dress, right? Torn out jeans. But will the five star hotel let out a beggar with the same fashion in? No. And in the planes you walk across the first class to go to the economy. 
which the entire first class look like a beggar class now right they're all really now they also call it the cattle class ah now now they look like they were short they are tearing out the shirts Mm. So this is what society wants. The society want tear your shirt. So are you going to do that? Mm. So who is the society? That's where that we need to think. That I am the society. I will start the trend saying that this is what I am. This is what success is. Mm. Right. What Tell I feel is, sir, gun- through through cinema, we can figure out what our culture is exactly. Is what my deep belief is. Ki the kind of cinema and the kind of entertainment that we consume. Say, like in two thousand eight, there was a movie. I guess you might have seen it, The Dark Knight. Joker, who destroyed everything in the city, and you know, uh, instead of the hero in that movie, we uh, associated more with the villain, because people in general have lost their. belief in this civilized society and the structures and everything so they feel this this the guy who's disrupting the system and you know uh, who's doing it the way that he wants to though it's negative in a lot of ways but maybe this is the way to go about it you know a lot of people think that that the civilized and this polite behavior that we have hi hello in this and that and you know it comes from thousands of years of culture i i know but then somewhere this this modern idea of civilization you know it's making people miserable is what i feel no no still i think still uh, this is where uh, the our country is a place of you know i don't know gandhi and buddha they they've, mm. they've, they've shown the way i think uh, they've done it they lived it right yeah and we see this gandhi every day in our currency yeah mm. so after 150 years we still have him and he didn't any money he didn't have left a big fortune for their children but still we recognize him right but whereas uh, in our lifetime we see a world's richest man trying to figure out how to spend his money the gandhi family is rich now so <laughs> um, i i don't know oh but that that not that one yeah this is mahatma gandhi yeah, <laughs> yeah so this is where uh, we need to start looking at about the element about what you define success for yourself because if you start comparing yourself there is always somebody doing better than you of course right and then you will be never successful so that's where the the point is coming that what is that the definition of that you know misery means right mm-hmm. is it based on x and y norms and, and and on that scale i'm not successful but in personally are you feeling happy right are you enjoying are you able to spend more time with your children you are you know singing whatever the song that makes you more calmer right look at today you know you work hard you enjoy that's what i tell some of the uh, people in in the tribal belt as well that they live in this resort 365 days you come mm-hmm. to the city you learned you made money and then you go to the hills for unwinding rewinding all that business mm-hmm. and he lives there 365 days he lives in the resort for 365 days and who is more richer of course a person lives in the resort for 365 days or somebody goes there for one week and even that he is not able to afford mm. so how do you define the richness who is rich right so this is where uh, you know people need to have that strong self esteem about what do i want in life as long as it is the right thing i'm sure everybody can define what that is but as long as it's the right thing with the proper values just just go with what your heart is saying that 
but don't if you start comparing there's no ever ending you will start comparing that is where you know people will say that right i set a goal once you reach the goal do we stop there you you go again and you mm. still run till you are 65 and then you stop mm. and by the time you lost all your energy all the you know uh, physical ability to enjoy whatever you could then you retire and then you start philosophical yeah right yeah <laughs> that's what you mentioned somewhere that you grow older and you you are going to become the philosopher anyway absolutely why yeah. not why while you're young why you're not realizing that right that's mm. what we need to do have people realize that strength who you are what you want in life right mm. so don't put yourself in someone else's shoe that i want to be this exactly if that happened awesome take it but don't pressurize <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so one uh, this thing i want to ask you like from a uh, lot of companies come from outside to india what is india's strength and what can we how can we use this so that we make it india to outside you know like i've seen it in a lot of social media companies like uh, the creative the who do who, who does these videos audios music and everything i've seen a lot of social media companies doing it but not in like other sectors or maybe i haven't researched enough about it so there are not many india to outside companies is what i've seen so what do you yeah, think, think what right i think the one is about our own uh, you know years of the brainwash that anything comes from outside is better right mm. so you know why if you have these uh, social media popular it it's it start with some uh, movie star or some singer uh, from us putting out there then you mm. start following that and then it comes mm. the second is about our own creatives this is very very close network right it's not mm. it that's what i said it's within that bollywood tollywood kollywood that's mm. where the creative industry is mm. so everything is around it right the mm. music music has to come from the movie the drama has to come from the movie the mm. fashion comes from that movie mm. everything in india is revolving around that movie industry yeah that that kilo right mm. so uh, today uh, there is a saree which is popular that is what that lady wore that in that movie mm. and here is mm. a that comes from that movie so in india the creative industry revolves very strongly around the movie industry mm-hmm. right that is why the creative if you want to be successful in creative industry it is aligned with only that mm-hmm. so today slowly things of coming out with the reality shows plus the stand up comedians and stuff like that there is individually people coming out and able to create their own kind of a set of mm-hmm. way there excelling right so 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 i want to ask you something like uh, very uh, like you know personal ki uh, when the lockdown happened uh, so how did it affect you uh, the first day like when modi ji announced that from 22nd we are not going to be moving out of the houses so how did that affect you and how, what was your routine like during the lockdown yeah i think the the one thing is about uh, i always i'm very optimistic all the time so i think this i always say that every crisis there will be an opportunity right yeah so we ensured that the moment the lockdown is announced i was going on a lot of ask me anything sessions right the first two mm. weeks i did around uh, 14 15 amas because mm. i want to ensure that there's no panic sets in in people 
Mm. So there's a natively foundation that event, uh, you know, we have done. Uh, uh, we, we started, at, I don't remember, maybe the first week of the lockdown, I think we did one AMA. And mm. after that, I ensured, I told the team that don't let people think anything negative because the moment they open any news channel, they're mm. going to get depressed. Yeah. So we need to provide an alternative thing for them to start thinking about positivity. So the after my AMA, we did a 37 days non-stop every day one session mm-hmm. for people in Tamil Nadu startups. Right? We brought entrepreneurs. We people have seen crisis. People have seen tsunami crisis. People have seen financial crisis. People have you know, uh, their own problem. How the company went down and they came out. So all positive messages, right? Mm-hmm. So that I had natively did. Same with NSR cell. I, I've told these guys don't get gloomy, just get sessions going. We kicked off first. I did a first AMA session at IMB as well. Start mm-hmm. giving the crisis. I've started aligning with how the what are the crises that I've seen, right? Not nothing of this sort. This is a, a crisis of a century. Mm-hmm. But I've mm-hmm. seen a 97 Asian crisis, financial yeah. markets crashed. We have mm-hmm. a 2000 Y2K problem where yeah. we thought the whole world would be trouble, but that created a $250 billion IT industry. Mm-hmm. There's one mm-hmm. simple problem or not able to put four digits in the computer, mm-hmm. created a $250 billion industry. And I was telling people that how Newton in his lockdown back then came up with the Newton laws. So, mm-hmm. you know, 2008 crisis created a black chain, right? Like that yeah. every dot-com bust, it created a lot of internet companies, right? Like that every crisis always turn out to be good. So how you're going to look at these into a positive thing? So I started using the word pivot to adapt. So I was telling everybody that if you have a skill who can adapt to the current situation, please do it right now. Don't think too much. So mm-hmm. we have one startup, we're doing handlooms. First week of lockdown, she started moving into mask. She got a three crore worth of order with cash advance. That mm-hmm. time, nobody was making mask, right? Then there was an entrepreneur, you know, who was doing IoT for farmers, mm-hmm. and he was started building sanitation tunnels, right? Using the same system. Mm-hmm. And the person who was doing 3D printing started started 3D printing the ventilator valves, right? Mm-hmm. And he got an order from government. Like this, there are quite a lot of examples. You know, we started pushing, we started showing these examples to further to create the positivity to people that you can you pivot to adapt to the current situation. You don't have even one of my startup, uh, you know, native special. Mm-hmm. So he takes this traditional snacks from the place it's made and sending it to people. So like in Tamil Nadu, you have your Tirunelveli Halwa, you have your Andhra. In Maharashtra, you have a Nasik Chivda. Like mm. that, each place have unique snacks. He was sending that to US. Okay. And first week of the lockdown, nobody's going to buy snacks. And he was mm. wondering, what do I do? We said that no. He look at here is the Ayush Ministry has put out natural immunity boosters. Mm. Go to the villages where you are already procuring these products and find out whether they have this natural immunity boosters. Mm. Within the one week, the second week of a lockdown, he shipped a first shipment of these kashaya to US, mm. right? And it, it went along with uh, you know, medical supplies from India. He was able to get a space in that aircraft, right? 
So like mm. this, you know, people have done pivot to adapt in a fantastic way. You know, this example I gave, Thomas Prasad grew 400%. The first week of lockdown, he said, none of my employees are coming to work. I said that you are an essential, right? We immediately able to get the Kerala government, give them a permission, provide all the PPE equipment. So the moment they got the government support, the employees start showing up and there is nobody was able to sell vegetables. So he grew, he brought the customers and very quick in every month he was growing 100%, right? So this four, six months of crisis. So this also made, uh, you know, this one side this was and the other side is about this Kisan Mitra initiative happened. So I started working more than I used to because mm. the crisis is so big and number of people reaching out is quite a lot. So mm. everyone reaching out, this mentoring session, usually I do two free sessions a year. Mm. During this, now I'm going to finish almost 500 now, right? During and the during lockdown this, itself. Yeah, during the crisis itself, that two, three months, it was 180 sessions I had done. Mm. I said, reach out, don't get depressed, don't see this TV and get gloomy because nobody knows about this crisis. Everybody's guessing. So what mm. is the best you could do for yourself? Exactly. And we, you know, that is where I was very happy that we are able to create a decent enough of positivity and into the system. I think that did really good. I think many of the startups realized what they can do instead of wondering about what will happen. Mm. They started mm. doing that. And again, it's been seven, eight months now that I've not stepped out of the house, right? I probably it might have happened when I was uh, six months old, right? So otherwise, I'm always on the travel. I do travel quite a lot. So that's a change. But also, that's also a big productivity boon. Yeah. So if I'm doing a daily trip, these four days are gone, right? But now I can do one session morning in Delhi, another session for Mumbai, another session for Northeast, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do the productivity was very, very, very high. So I'm, I'm really... Uh, happy on the outcomes of this crisis nobody would expect this crisis should come but i think it's come what you can you do mm, exactly and on handle it and i'm mm. very glad uh, the way the country has handled especially the people mm. how they handled amazingly well that shows the resilience there are many startups have shown a fantastic resilience and they've realized as well this one of my other startup which is struggling mm. So I said, you're struggling. So can you utilize the opportunity to start fixing the problems that you're not able to fix? So this fresh world and we, we sell vegetable using electrical carts. Yeah. And uh, so no apartments are allowing electric yeah. carts, right? So revenue was zero. So then immediately we acquired a company which is doing a meat supply, but e-commerce. Mm. We acquired mm. this company, got the technology to do e-commerce. We opened up the e-commerce site to all of our, uh, you know, customers says you order hmm. our cart will bring it, deliver it to you. So you don't have to come out of your apartment. So okay. completely change that. And now he's, he's acquiring another company that buys vegetables from the uh, farmer directly. So I say individually, three companies are struggling, but now put together 500% growth. So there's a lot of collaboration started happening as well. Yeah. So I'm very glad yeah. the outcome, as I mentioned that it opened up the problem in a bigger way. So yeah. the problem is visible. It's easy to solve. Yeah. And uh, can you share some uh, roadblocks uh, that do like to look out for when a person is starting out? 
like some roadblocks or some problem that one is going to face in yeah i think one is about uh, you know the thing is uh, let's see the root cause of this problem Mm-hmm. the root cause is that you know people have been eating animals or living with the animals thousands of thousands of years right we all yeah. just live in the forest right mm-hmm. and along mm-hmm. with the animals so yeah. why this problem uh, today so are we taking too much the nature for granted and mm-hmm. also we started looking at products which want cheaper we always wanting product for cheaper and cheaper and cheaper mm-hmm. so the moment you want product for cheaper and cheaper and cheaper this one is about the quality will come down or the ingredients will be changing or you'll have an adulteration so mm. this is where the problem start happening that can we start looking at product for the quality just not always look for a cheaper product so mm. when you have cheapest product then you know okay let's move the manufacturing to china because we can save money mm. or then or you'd say that okay uh, you know uh, that Uh, i want to give 70% discount to attract the customer customer goes there for 70% discount but we never analyze how it is possible to give a 70% discount that means that so far he's been getting more money from me now he's reducing mm. so that means and he's not being good with me right mm. he raise the price and bring it down mm. or he is going to bring the cost down means he's going to be inferior products yeah so why look at the adulteration in this whole industry right you want a cheaper rice you have plastic right you want a cheaper milk you have your you know detergent in the milk you mm-hmm. want a green piece okay the you know the brown piece colored in green so adulteration industry is started heavily coming in the food and many of these spaces because as a customer you always start looking for cheaper products so this should be a lesson for everybody that the more you are reducing the standard of everything it's going to come and haunt you somewhere so you want cheaper thing you cut corners you may not do quality check properly mm. you know you want money you may sell the meat which may be stale right so because you want a cheaper product and you're not going to survive so can we start looking back about quality versus quantity that's one mm. the second is about we have taken the nature for granted and nature has taken a revenge on us this may be an opportunity about how we can look at what am i consuming do i need this big house do i need this four cars so during lockdown a lot of people you know in inside the house wondering first time maybe they have seen the house fully right otherwise they are always on the run and yeah. mates are gone back to the village now i am bringing my own child mm. so i'm finally i'm teaching my child right mm. so all these things what is the purpose of life right i was running because i want a bigger house than my friend i want mm. two cars bigger than my friend yeah. and i have to pay all the emi i have to work my husband has to work so everybody is both of us are running now the children has brought out by a maid from bihar and she calls a maid as a mom and she doesn't speak my my native language right all those problems so now look at what is the purpose of life and what is the priorities in life so that's an opportunity for us to rejiggle about what is important in life because in the lockdown we saw that every industry was going down mm. only industry grew during the crisis agriculture yeah through 3% brought the point back end of the day we have to eat right you can talk about ai you can talk about everything else but end of the day you have to eat so it brought the basic fundamentals you can go to your mars 
but covid time you cannot even get out of the house right but still you have to eat yeah. so your ability to go to market is not going to help right your ability to get a food on the table is what needed so now back to the priorities so what is the priority in life so these are all the great opportunities if you do not learn from this mistake i'm sure we are going to see this kind of problem again and can you share some stories or you can choose or not to choose or not to answer this uh, something like uh, uh, when you had hit rock bottom in your life what was that experience like and what did you like learn from it exactly yeah so this one is about uh, you know i always uh, very happy uh, uh, taking because i had a very uh interesting uh, childhood right my my father was a failed entrepreneur yeah. so he has done maybe around 10 different uh, businesses mm-hmm. and he was never successful so that's mm-hmm. a great learning for us to be understanding people as well as because when you are at the bottom you will realize the behavior of people so mm-hmm. i'm able to you know learn people a lot because if you're doing very well mm-hmm. and you don't know the true behavior of people so when you are not doing well then only you will know the friends yeah. that's what even the crisis i always tell people here is a time to go talk to your customer talk to your employees because at crisis you will know your true friend yeah so this i i think i, I think that helped uh, you know at one side i'm not happy that my father was not that great successful but other side that learning was amazing that it helped me to understand uh true behavior in people and mm. who can who is probably just saying or who is truly saying right yeah. so that ability was really really amazing and that also gave me an opportunity to just go back to this entrepreneurial ecosystem and help people because uh, that is where you know my effort spending more and more with entrepreneurs there's one of those that mm. if, if somebody is struggling yeah. and and we provide our help mm. to whatever we can do to bring bring them out the other yeah. part is about uh, this also taught me to uh, take whatever you get and try to get a best out of it right so this company i've joined and uh, so as i was mentioning the 2000 uh, the dot com bust right we were doing very very bad and, yeah. and just before the dot com it was a boost right everybody mm. were like uh, jumping jobs in the us and you so you show your payslip that you are working in an it company you were given a million dollar worth of stock options right and mm. people were you know give you a car for sign on bonus mm. but i i always never felt uh, you know intrigued by all these things i said this is this place i am and let's see what can i do the best there so the longevity right the not jumping ship because 10000 rupees i'm getting more mm. so the moment uh, you know that dot com boost time i was not making awesome but many of mm. my friend jumped ship this easily having couple of million dollar worth of stock options in the hand right yeah. then the bust happened right all these become zero all the values are all gone lot of people uh, closed down but that's again other learning that okay so even when you are in high how do you be humble hmm. and when it crashed and everybody was struggling so now you are with the company now you have an opportunity to take this forward hmm. 
right? Mm. That's why we took a pay cut and we stayed with that company and we were able to build that. So I was joined as a system engineer and I, uh, when we sold the company, I was a president. Yeah. During that time, the company went through ups and downs many times. But every time there was a down, I've never felt like sh- shipping. I mean, you know, jumping ship. Mm. Always say that, how can we utilize this opportunity? Learn, learn, learn. Yeah. How we can do that. So when we grew up easily, we were able to take the company to 400 million, you know, as a person who was with the company long time and able to understand many part of it, I was one of the youngest to be promoted to the MD, right? Mm. And I was a president and I, uh, you know, when we sold the company and I retired, I said, I'm done, right? So that's what I'm very happy about. Uh, one is uh, take every bottom mm. with the uh, thing that it's not the end of the world. Gracefully, yeah. Accepted gracefully. And then, and then try to figure out what is the next thing instead of wondering about how to blame, what to blame, but what is the next for you? It helps you to move forward and it helps you to think clearly. Yeah. Otherwise, then yeah. your thinking process get muddied and do they do wrong and all that. So, and never, uh, people always ask me that, uh, you know, that is there any regrets for what you have done? I said, if I start regretting, I won't enjoy life. Right. Mm-hmm. That time, that decision I made, that's the best decision I would have done. There is no hindsight. Everybody's a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. But decision is then why you're bothering about it, you know, torturing yourself, move on. Said at that time, the decision you take and done. And the consequences may be good or bad. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move on to the next steps. If you start repenting for the thing, then you will never enjoy your life. Exactly. That's why I tol- always tell people the two questions they say, what is your failure and how, how you come out of? And I said, don't ask the failure question to somebody who is doing well in your eyes. Mm. Right? In India, we don't celebrate failure. Mm. You call a person who is who claimed to be successful and ask him how you handle failure. Then mm. he'll think about something. He will try to force fit some stories for you. Mm. Hmm. But in India, that you know, in LinkedIn, you will see that if somebody is shutting down a company, he will disappear from LinkedIn for two years, hmm. and he will come again. I'm a product manager in somewhere. Hmm. I've, I've told you celebrate the failure. I said, so what? You shut down the company, so what? Just go tell, I'm done, right? So that never happened. So then call that guy and I and talk to him about failure because he's just going through it not to the person who made it. So every- That'll be like really mean also, no? So like, I no, no, that's you. learning. That's a learning. See, in the NSR cell, we were celebrating 20 years, right? Mm. We sent out a note to our, all the startups, alumni, right? Yeah. And come back. All the people showed up, all successful. I said, I want, I want to meet everybody. Mm. They're all, you're all my alumni. See, in US, a failed entrepreneur is called serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Right? In India, you disappear, right? Mm. I want to learn from you. You come and tell that your story, right? People, sh- There's a lot of wisdom in that story. There's a lot of knowledge because I've seen my father, you know, uh, not able to make it with many startups. There's a lot of learning in me that I've watched it, right? Mm. And I've gone through it. And I said, why, what not to do? I know now, mm. right? I'm able to share that story. So I said, you are 
with the wealth of knowledge you should come and share it so we did an event last month at iim i've told the push the students this have this event called bermuda triangle hmm hmm and, uh, we invited two entrepreneurs and yeah. uh, who who are considered as a failure and we did a fantastic two hour session by them and we were able to go through each level of it after that session i've told that nani if you are shutting down proudly put it on your linkedin that done i'm quitting so i'm going to find give me a job right why are you feeling bad because compared to the guy who never tried anything mm. he's comfortably in his own world he feel he's successful in your eyes you are not successful but in other eyes that you are some you failed doing something different that is awesome compared to not doing anything right and repent that oh 40 years i have not done anything in my life when you are 65 right mm-hmm. then you start talking philosophy so now i'm glad after the session there are three of our startups put in linkedin proudly saying i'm proudly quitting <laughs> this is this is what we want celebrate failure every failure has a learning so come share with us we want to learn that what happened what would you do different and again mm-hmm. don't even use the word failure just call it as a learning yeah. because now i've learned something by doing something and you may call that as a failure but for me it's a learning so at both the entrepreneur and i invited to become mentor at nsr because you will have add lot of value to people so that's how you'll remove the stigma so that's what i you know tell people about is that define success for yourself in other size you may be failure but in your own eyes who you are every time someone call or someone eyes you are a failure in your words you've learned something right you learned some very very valuable lesson there is no money you can put to it but how do you apply the learning in your next or share the learning with others i think that's where you will come out as a strong person that is one of the entrepreneur uh, we spoke uh he was telling that he failed in three startups and he was start telling the stories about why he started failing he put in linkedin initially nobody bothered and then slowly it picked up and he says that now now he started business on stories mm. says so now his current venture is about storytelling okay he said i never realized that i started telling you know why i am horrible entrepreneur why i failed mm. then people started calling me that yeah then i am also a horrible entrepreneur bro what's up <laughs> yeah exactly right and he is a business owner now he says i'm bootstrapped i have 40 employees mm. right? so that's <laughs> that's i said that's that's why we invited them i said come share this thing right how you made your failure story as a business, your own business mm. yeah so this is where that's what never think that uh you know you are a failure because that will psychologically will make you depressed more yeah right and and also that define what is success for yourself not based on comparing with someone else if you compare with someone else you are never a successful that there is always somebody better than you right yeah in terms of whatever that success rate what people are talking about right then you are always failure for someone someone size but at the same time you know you need not just oh okay i'm i'm happy just sit there in some of the traditional things say that you know the god will open the roof and gold is going to fall on you mm. so that is another extreme right yeah. so you put your effort 
and keep enjoying the journey the mm. destination may be there may not be there but the journey is what important yeah. have the courage to continue that journey and define the you know uh, success for yourself so that on the journey you will start enjoying every moment otherwise mm. you're so worried about the destination the moment you reach the destination you won't enjoy anymore right because you set another destination to go on so every minute of your journey is what you need to start enjoying yeah beautiful uh, uh, so a couple of last questions uh, one is what i want to ask you was okay how is an experience going to us and doing your uh, education there is it like i am also thinking to do an mba uh, and sure. yeah so how is that that experience like does that add to something that you're doing right now or is it like a good experience yeah sure. so understood so education in india it is always is being considered as something that is your uh, uh, overall in the country is that education is it definitely is a ticket out of poverty for everybody right mm. then based on the next level is about i've i've learned this more education how it's going to help yeah. it is depend on how you're applying it right mm. just merely having a degree will open the door but how you utilize beyond that is going to be important right yes so now you have a choice that okay you have a degree you can speak english you'll do very well in india right in mm. india people are struggling is i have a degree i don't speak english i have in trouble mm. right or you don't have degree you don't speak english you are in trouble and then your personal ability to mm. succeed in life depends on mm. you like what ashok kanal did right mm. no mm. degree no thing but he speaks english amazingly well so i think about that uh, you have now have an education and you are this so do you need to have some skills that will help you to achieve there is nothing wrong in acquiring skill at any point in life right yeah even uh, last year i attended imb course on i i sit in many boards right so i i i did i sat in the classroom and uh, on the course on directors right Mm. all the professors are you know good friends so i mean they were keep looking at me then <laughs> right so i was telling that you know i want to i want to ensure that am i doing correct thing or not i want to learn right so there is never stopping in learning but that mm. also make you humble saying that you know it's all there i figured out and nobody has figured out right so that's the thing if you feel that there is a particular skill you feel yourself that you're lacking Uh, if you want to acquire that skill, there is nothing wrong in acquiring that skill at any point in time, right? Then you have your ability that okay, where are you in your life? And mm. is this two years full time? Is it something that you are wanting to give? Mm. And after that, what do you want to achieve, right? If then is this two years work for that, or mm. is it okay? Can I do this two years something parallelly? I do evening class or whatever part time. Hmm. acquire the skill while i'm doing something so is there a, another opportunity that you have it or not or hmm. i want to you know do full time good school crack the cat then you know have a very good uh in in my degree so that it may increase my potential yeah. there is nothing wrong with that as well yeah great uh so one thing that you would like to share with our listeners one message which you really want to share like an insight of when you know on this journey on this entrepreneurial journey 
right for our i listening. think that yeah you have the answer in the question as well itself is right it's about the journey yeah again the entrepreneurship is an art right it is yeah. not a science yeah so and we we have tools we teach entrepreneurship we'll share wisdom but these mm. are all the things to help to you know master the art but individually each one has to master the art themselves right yeah. because i've taught you you're not going to be a big artist unless yeah. you figured out the techniques you apply it properly exactly. so i think that is where so entrepreneurship is an art keep that in mind and enjoy the journey and the yeah. third is about define what success is for yourself don't let someone else define what success is for you yeah. yes sir thank you thank you so much for this sir <laughs> thank you for your time okay. awesome good yeah. yeah yeah all the best yeah bye thank you sir thank you so much bye bye take care bye. Thank you.